Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday. It is the 29th day of June. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, an Amber Alert has been issued for a missing four-year-old in Chester County. Pennsylvania State Police say Preston Furco was last seen in the area of Milligan Street in Phoenixville at approximately 10 p.m. Wednesday evening. Police believe that Preston may be at special risk of harm or injury. Preston was last seen with 28-year-old Joseph Dallas Furco. Police say Joseph was driving a silver 2002 Toyota Camry with Pennsylvania license plate L. PD 7572. Preston is described as three feet, seven inches tall, weighing 35 pounds with blonde hair and blue eyes. Anyone with information on Preston is asked to contact police immediately by calling 911. You can also contact the Phoenixville Borough Police Department if you have any information. Air quality alerts remain in effect for Thursday due to more smoke from the Canadian wildfires. Pennsylvania. What the f- <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. I know. I saw it yesterday. We went to the pool and, and Jason looked he goes what is all that smoke is something on fire and i was like oh no i think it's just haze and then sure enough i'm like oh this again you gotta be kidding me pennsylvania and delaware are under a code red air quality alert Uh, the code red air quality alert means that the air pollution concentrations within the region are unhealthy for the general population what the is this The effects of air pollution can be minimized by avoiding strenuous activity or exercise outside. New Jersey is under a code orange alert, which means that the air pollution concentrations within the region may become become unhealthy for sensitive groups. Sensitive groups include children, people suffering from asthma, heart disease, and other lung diseases, and the elderly. Since this is going to be obviously the new norm, let's start working out in this and get used to it and acclimate. Yes. Anything from volcanic ash... To Canadian forest fires, <laughs> Prep and we can lungs. conduct our lives. <laughs> An upper low in northern New England and a strong ridge down the uh, south central United States is allowing the smoke to be funneled toward our region again. Canada already surpassed the record for area burned. Nearly every province in Canada has fires burning. Aren't you? Going to take a trip up there? <clears throat> Who's taking no, Marissa? No. Marissa. Yeah, Marissa is going to drive to Quebec uh, if put, it's not on fire. Send some water with her to put well, that stuff out. It is. Yeah. Uh, a record of 30,000 square miles of Canada has burned, an area nearly as large as South Carolina, according to the Canadian government. Concentrations of smoke will likely be high throughout the day in western Pennsylvania and increasing throughout the day in eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, wearing a KN95 or N95 mask outside can help. Wait, <laughs> why would you? plan a trip to Canada right now. I've never been. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We were just randomly talking about vacation because, you know, it's vacation now, so we thought, let's start planning it. Yeah, right, of course. And we thought we should drive north. Drive north. There's some good bike paths and some good You like a good fire? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to be a firefighter. Maybe I can help. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You can be a smoke jumper. Marissa. That's where you're going to help. I went uh, skydiving once. There you go. So I'm qualified. I think that'd be awesome. The Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection says smoke from the wildfires is expected to impact air quality through Thursday and Friday with some possible relief on Saturday. Residents are encouraged to check out the website's airnow.gov for current conditions in their area. Earlier this month, the Philadelphia region was blanketed by smoke from Canadian wildfires. A pop-up cocktail garden has been shut down by the city of Philadelphia just one month after it opened. Walnut Garden in Rittenhouse Square along the 1700 block of Walnut Street has a bright red cease operation 
registration sign taped to it Wednesday night. The notice from the Department of Licenses and Inspection says the outdoor eatery violates several codes, including electrical, fire, and plumbing permits. I thought that was the name of the place, Kathy. Sees operation. No. Uh, FCM Hospitality and its owner, Avram Hornick, debuted the Urban Oasis last month. Walnut Garden served as the revitalization of an area left uh, blighted following the 2020 civil arrest. The building, which once housed a van store and uh, McDonald's franchise, was destroyed by fire during a near-week-long demonstrations. Uh, the landlord of those torn-down buildings eventually plans to put another building in that spot, but through the short-term lease for the summer and early fall, it allowed Hornick to build an outdoor restaurant space. The city says uh, it must correct all violations before it can reopen, and there's a number of them. So right now, it is shut down. In sports this morning. Hold it. Oh. Okay. Oh, I want, I, okay. I'm going to try to hit this button and see if it works because this, this has been not triggering properly. Let me see if I'll push it now. There it is. Yeah. All right, and we don't have the... Not your standard okay. sports right. intro. I, I do have this. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's not working. Oh, there, there it is. Woo! The Phillies beat the Cubs 8-5 last night at Nick Castellanos, Edmund Sosa, and Josh Harrison all hit home runs, and Aaron Nola pitched five innings to earn his seventh win. Castellanos. <laughs> waiting for it. Castellanos. Just remember, we, we, we patched up that bridge in 12 days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit a three we'll always run. have that. Yeah. Hit a three-run homer, and the Phils won their seventh, 17th game out of the last 22. The Phils also won their eighth straight road game, matching their longest streak since 2011. They did. The series wraps up tonight, and Taiwan Walker will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 8.05. The New York Yankees right-hand pitcher Domingo Herman pitched the 24th perfect game in Major League history last night, retiring every Oakland batter in an 11-0 victory over the A's. Wow. Yeah. A's. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first perfect game since Seattle Mariners ace Felix Hernandez threw one against the Tampa Bay Rays in August of 2012. He joins Don Larson, David Wells, and David Cohn as Yankees to pitch perfect games. Larson's came in game five of the 1956 World Series against the Brooklyn Dodgers. And his jersey number is zero, yeah. oh, wow. which is yeah. very apropos. That's pretty cool for him. And at the NHL draft, the Flyers drafted Russian phenom Matvey Mishkov with the seventh overall pick. The young talent is signed to play in the Russian Professional League, the KHL, for the next three seasons, but is expected to make a major improvement on the Flyers' offense when he's able to play in North America. The Chicago Blackhawks pick Connor Bedard, number one overall. The 17-year-old has been called a generational talent thanks to his shooting ability and puck possession skills. He is the most hyped prospect since Connor McDavid was drafted first overall by the Edmonton Oilers in 2015. Rounds two through seven of the draft continue today, beginning at 11 a.m. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. What a start to the day. I think we got this, uh, we, we finally got this technical thing uh, straightened out, which is good. And, and I didn't even hear most of your newscast. It's I was, okay. It was great. My headphones sounded like, Steve, you don't understand this, it sounded like a chorus effect. I hate it. Uh, Very so, distracting. Uh, I, I couldn't, and, and with as crappy as my hearing was, I couldn't decipher what some of the things were you guys were saying. So, we got this worked out now. It's all set to go. Casey's out. He's He started his vacation a little bit early. He's headed to the Grand Canyon. That's right. Uh, yep. Uh, so Marissa is stepping it up. And Yay. she's going to be my sidekick this morning right here, taking care of everything uh, that I need. My caddy of yes. sorts. Your smoke um, jumper. That is correct. And uh, and we're, and uh, Nick's car wouldn't start today. <laughs> 
Kathy had to detour and pick him up, which meant that she ended up getting here late and had to slap together the news very, very quickly. I had to make two pots of coffee. Oh, Wait, my and then, God. And, and I don't have my coffee. I think that's the problem. We haven't started with coffee <laughs> yet. Right. I'll go get that. Yeah. And then when I was uh, doing news, my computer shut down and erased everything that I had done. Yes. So I had to redo it again Every in like day. five minutes. Well, listen, this is uh, it's all part of the process. I just hear, Kathy, I just hear a little... Oh my God! <laughs> From across the room, and I'm like, I thought she read some horrible news story, and I'm like, what happened? It's like my computer just shut off. So Steve and I were saying before the show started, maybe we're getting all this bad crap out of the way before, and and now Absolutely. these are going to be the worst parts of the day, and it's yeah. going to nothing but better from here on. Smooth where, yeah. it, it, like it, the world according to Garp, you're pre-disaster. There you go. Right. When the plane hits the house, yes. and they buy it. You're <laughs> right. All right. So, and we have a ton. Of guests on the show today. There's a lot going on, so we're going to try to squeak all of this in. First of all, we're going to have Derek Pitts, Chief Astronomer and Director of the Fells Planetarium at the Franklin Institute. Love that guy. Yep, and they have their uh, their night sky stuff going on, and they've got new exhibits, so he's going to pop in. Always a great conversation with him. Uh, comedian George Wallace. Gosh. He's going to be here in Comedy Club. George is awesome. George Wallace is awesome. He's a legend. Yep. He's, he and Seinfeld are besties. It's it's very cool. So he's stopping in around 9 o'clock. And then we're going to have uh, Joel Hodgson and Matt McGinnis of Mystery Science Theater 3000. They are taking over Blobfest uh, at the Colonial Theater uh, on the 16th. I think that's very appropriate. So they're going to stop by and say hi and... Ice Cube is going to be on our show wow. today. Yeah. Too. Yeah, he's going to be joining us in the 10 o'clock hour uh, performing at uh, Ovation Hall at Ocean's Casino uh, on the 7th. So we have a full boat today uh, and we have stuff to give away as well. So we have the opportunity to win some stuff, including when we get back, the last pair of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street wow. Band tickets. Right. And I will do a Bruce oriented question today. So, Bruce fans. Get yourself ready because you may win those tickets when we get back. We'll set the entertainment report up next. Stay there. We'll be right back. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. One of the cool things about the E Street Band is everybody in the band's got a nickname. Uh-huh. And I need to know who was known as the Phantom. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. And we got tickets to see Bruce. 
Uh, show number two, Friday, August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. So on the E Street Band, who is known as the Phantom. 215-263-WMMR. Going to mention some birthdays today. Uh, we will start with uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. Yes. Uh, on the 29th, it is her birthday. She's Cuban-born, Venezuelan singer and actress. She was, uh, God, she was the It Girl for a while. Moscow on the Hudson. Loved her. Uh, Running Man. Yep. Those two, The two big things that I mainly yeah, know yeah, her yeah, from. Yeah. I'm sure she has a lot of other things in her credits, but I just those are the, those are the two that stand out, but stunningly beautiful ones. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and was able to hold her own against Arnold. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you have two very thick accents with yeah. uh, going uh, you talk on crazy. <laughs> she Can't turns, understand the word you're saying. Uh, she turns uh, 66 yeah. years old today. Uh, speaking of not being able to sa- understand what they're saying, Gary Busey. Oh my God, has his birthday today. <laughs> bleep 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 bleep. bleep. <laughs> oh yeah, we got him. Where is he? Uh, of course, everything from uh, <laughs> lethal weapon to the Buddy Holly <laughs> story. It's going to smell like southern fried chicken. Um, Rookie of the Year, Black Sheep. Um, a great actor, by the way. Oh, sure. A lot Point of people break. don't. Point break. Yeah, Point break. Yeah. yeah. No, really. Yeah, a, a solid actor. Just a bit of a loon. Um, <laughs> and he turns uh, 79 years old. You know today. what? He's finally aged into his effed up sort of face. Oh, really? You know, from all, you know he's yeah. had a couple of issues falling off motorcycles. Yep. yep. And uh, now it seems to make sense. Was he in that Rittenhouse movie? Where we have the poster for? No, it's Nick Nolte. That's Nick Nolte. Nolte. Oh, I'd love to see them have a debate. (laughs) (laughs) I concede. (laughs) You make a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. Uh, It's also Fred Grandy's birthday today. Gopher. Yep, on the love boat. Your purser. Was a uh, state representative? He was a member of Congress from Iowa. I think uh, it was a, um, yeah, he was a, it was a, yep, uh, a, what do you, if he you was were, a grand duchy. He wasn't a local, he wasn't a state. He was a representative. He was a representative, yeah. yeah he was a United that. States representative. Yeah. He also Alabama. briefly owned the Falklands. Uh, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. for just a moment there. Uh, he is 75 today. You know what happened to him, actually? This is a true story. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like the seventh or eighth season of The Love Boat. They were doing one of their Love Boat Goes to Europe sort of things. You know, they, they travel around the world sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they were in a car with a whole bunch of balloons. And at this point in time, they were using hydrogen, I guess, to, for balloons. Okay. And see a fire coming. somebody lit a cigarette. Oh, my God. The balloons exploded, and he got severely burned. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bizarre. Never heard that story. Wow. Well, he is 75 years old today. Uh, a guy we just absolutely, absolutely love, and uh, unfortunately had a, a, a bad diagnosis, a medical diagnosis. Richard Lewis, yes, has his birthday today, and uh, Parkinson's uh, disease. But he had said that um, he has it. It is, it's been realized very pretty late in his life, and with that means, chances are that it will be fairly yes. mild for some reason. Apparently, and I've seen this before, that if you are diagnosed later on in life, the impact. Should be less, yeah. Hopefully, but I love him. I love him, and every time he's been by here, I just he's great to talk to. I, I so wonderful. one of my favorite times was seeing him do stand up, and he literally came out with a uh, there was a table. He came out with a legal pad, 
and he's flicking through the legal pad because he's, you know, it's all disjointed and classic yeah. Richard Lewis, but it was terrific. I, I probably share this every year on his birthday, but one time when he was in the studio, I asked kind of a silly, stupid question, and he <laughs> roasted me, and it's uh, it's one of the highlights of my professional career. <laughs> it was just, he went after me and, and made fun of everything that I said. And it It's just an was, honor. It really is, yeah. yeah, and we got a cool photo afterwards. He, and he's such a nice, sweet person. Uh, he is 76 today. Another nice, sweet person we loved having in our studio, Mr. Colin Hay. Yes. Of Men at work. That's one of your favorite interviews. Yes, and and part of it was because we're we're, were you pointing at something, Marissa? You're cute here. Okay, (laughs) you are so cute. She's got some minute work for me to play. But he was uh, he was in, and I I just love his voice. And and Overkill is by far my favorite. Uh, song from the band, and we asked him to sing it, and he got to a part where you know the vocals get really up yeah, high yeah, and powerful. Yeah. He's got a really strong voice, and he stopped because he said it was a little too early in the morning. I'm like, hey, I said something along the lines of, you know, when you get older, it's harder to hit those notes. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you don't think I can do it? And he kind of warmed up real quick, and then he hit it. I can't sleep at night. Yeah, and it was so cool. I had goosebumps on top of my goosebumps. Yeah, him. what a nice guy. I, I had that song that version that he did in the studio in my iTunes and it's one of my most played songs ever on iTunes just because of that. He he nails it. Yep, and he turns 70 years old today, Colin Hay. A great drummer by the name of Ian Pace celebrates his birthday today. Uh, Deep Purple, he was in the James Gang as well. Yeah. And uh, he just, he was fantastic. He did a lot of stuff that made drummers go, whoa, what was that? Uh, So he turns 75 today. Colin Jost yes, Saturday Night Live. Husband of Scarlett Johansson. He wins. Yeah, he won. He is uh, celebrating his 41st birthday today. Talk about a guy who has imposter syndrome a lot. He talks about it candidly. Okay. He, he he is crippled by it often. Okay. Um, we also have uh, the very lovely Camilla Mendez. Lovely from young lady. Riverdale. Yes, absolutely. Plays Veronica, right? Yeah. Veronica Lake. She Veronica. Gorgeous. Uh, yeah, let's hope she goes on to other things. Agreed. Uh, she turns 29 years old today. And then the last day I saw this guy, I have to uh, add him to the list. Uh, Elon Michael Smith. Oh, yeah. Who played Wyatt in Weird Science. (laughs) And I love that guy. And and he was in The Goldbergs. He was in The Goldbergs. He played played as a teacher and where they did the homage to... um, That's what it was. uh, And then he was also Preston. He was in the sequel to Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was Correct. not very good. Yeah, it was... It, what was that called? Oh, God, I forget the name of it. Uh, because Chris Penn plays the kind of... Right. Uh, you know, uh, Spicoli-type character in that movie, and that's John Penn's brother. Um, and, uh, yeah, I remember it, and it wasn't very good. There were parts of it I liked, but yeah. it, 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 it didn't quite catch. No. The Wildlife? The, the Wildlife, wild life. Okay. that's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. And, his, uh, and Chris Penn's... Uh, <laughs> His uh, catchphrase was, it's casual. <laughs> it's casual. Wait, so it, is he literally playing Spicoli? He's playing Spicoli. No. Okay. He's playing a, a Spicoli-like Spicoli-like character. like character. Gotcha. Yeah. He was yeah. the first dude, Preston, I ever saw with that uh, that helmet rig that's got the, you can put the weights on it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he turns 54, <laughs> uh, Elon Michael Smith does today. We're looking at a picture of the, the helmet with the weights on it. Yeah, Eric Stoltz Eric was the main Stoltz? character. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, let's see if <laughs> someone has an answer to the stupid question this morning. In the Bruce Springsteen E Street Band, who was known as the Phantom, 215-263-WMMR, our number. Uh, we have two gyms on, and this was the first gym in. It is Jim B. Hi, Jim. You're on the air. Good morning, buddy. Hello. 
Hey, the answer is Danny Federici. You are correct. Oh, there you go. The late, great oh, Danny Federici, was... outstanding keyboard player. And, Jim, you get tickets to see Bruce Springsteen, buddy. This is so, 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 so cool. It is so, 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 so cool. Man, Hang cool. on, buddy. We're going to get your information. We're going to set you up tickets to see Bruce and the E Street Band. Uh, show number two, Friday, August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. Tickets are on sale. Uh, and you can go to phillies.com slash Springsteen. So you had Danny Federici was the Phantom. You had uh, Miami Steve Van Zant. You had the big man. You had right. the boss. I don't know what Gary Talent's nickname War was. Warchild. Warchild. Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> Is that wild? Oh, my God. Wait, where is it? See, we don't know where all of Casey's clips are. It should be right in here, Marissa. But, oh, wait, here it is. Yes. Back off, Warchild. Seriously. Uh, I don't know what. <laughs> Gary Warchild Talent. There you go. I had no idea. And then uh, Nils Lofgren, I don't know his nickname either. But I know everybody has some type of nickname in that band, which is pretty cool. All right, we're going to start with this. Uh, Madonna spent several days in the intensive care unit after developing, quote, a serious bacterial infection on Saturday, according to her manager. Those bacterial infections are, are can be lethal. They can be, yeah, they very can be Very dangerous, yes. Uh, he says, though, her health is improving. However, she is still under medical care. And he said a full recovery is expected. There are very little details on this. That's no, all that I've seen. I saw the story pop up on Twitter yesterday. People saying, pray for Madonna. I'm like, what in the F? And then going to the story... Uh, she had started to take a turn. At least they were saying that it was going to be better. But I'm like, what? What in the hell happened to her? And then, I mean, you had when you had MRSA, right? That's a bacterial infection, is no, it not? Um, it's bacterial. It's a, it's a it's a staph. It's a um, resistant staph infection. Right is, is what uh, MRSA stands for. Uh, or it's yeah, uh, the RSA part is resistant staph. I don't know. My Steve. specialty yes. is tracheotomy. It's a type of bacteria yes. that is resistant to several antibiotics. There you go. MRSA is? Yes. Okay, yeah. MRSA. So it, it can get bad. Um, details on the type of infection and how long her recovery is expected to take were not immediately available. Um, she will have to halt her upcoming celebration tour, which was scheduled to begin on the 15th of July. A performance mm. in Vancouver was going to kick that off, so they've obviously paused that for now. Is that a bucket list uh I've seen her before. Oh, you've seen her? Yeah, okay. I, I saw her um, twice in the same tour uh, because I didn't remember the first night, so I went the second <laughs> night. Uh, How I, was it? I, that, I really think, I'm not even kidding you, I really, we made friends with people we sat next to. We sat on the floor, and the guy kept going to get us drinks, and I'm not kidding you. We Both me and my friend don't remember one thing. We, you think you got those? We think that we possibly could have, like, I mean, listen, we were drinking. Yeah, We, yeah, we were yeah. definitely drinking, so it could have been that we, you know, just got drunk, but neither of us remember anything we had to leave her car there like we were planning no to kidding. drive you from the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one of my scary moments and that i will teach my son yeah. not to do yeah. uh, when he's yeah. older but uh when i heard this story i was like okay this is somebody that had something happened to her i would have been like damn it i wish i saw her one more time okay so, wow uh, if she comes around here i'm gonna you take advantage of it she's I'm coming gonna, yeah i'm gonna try to go well yeah she well, was, was supposed about, to <laughs> i was about to say she has a tour planned this winter, so hopefully she heals up. Yeah, I think so. As of now, it's looking like she's going to be okay. Uh, Pete Davidson is in rehab as the Saturday Night Live alum is reportedly struggling with PTSD and borderline personality disorder symptoms. Uh, Davidson received treatment at the same Pennsylvania facility that his good friend John Mulaney checked into when he was seeking help with alcohol and drug abuse. So he's already been through that before. That mm-hmm. was specifically 
drug related, I thought. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, and he's uh, came out on the other side of it. So I, I didn't realize that. Uh, that Taco Bell campaign is all over the place. I don't oh, yeah? think it's good. I don't think he's good in it. But hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear he's doing poorly. I was never a big uh, fan, yeah. but uh, I watched Buckus. Did you guys, anybody see that? It's on Peacock. The series? Yeah, yeah. it's with uh, Joe Pesci plays his fa- uh, grandfather. It's right. actually pretty good. It's basically okay. his kinda, life, is it not? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Right. And it made me, I, I don't know, I like him now. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really a fan. I, I wish him well. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A friend told Page Six, uh, Pete regularly goes to rehab for tune-ups and to take a mental break, so he said that's what's happening. I thought he said turnips. <laughs> no, turnips. <laughs> you can get turnips, got great turnips there. at the uh, at the farmer's stand down there. Any root vegetable, really. Down the road. Yeah, sure. You know, you got a rutabaga? Yams. Rutabagas and... Uh, Parsnips. Yeah. Carrots, and, if you uh, want. Beets. All <laughs> great root vegetables. Carrots. We're forgetting some you know, yeah, of the most important. important. In recoveries, we have the largest collection of rooted vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> so this comes after he apologized to the head of PETA for leaving the organization an expletive-filled voicemail after he was uh, charged with reckless driving for crashing his car into a Beverly Hills home as well. So he's had a couple of things going Maybe on. Those turners can turn things around. <laughs> I hope so, man. Uh, Idris Elba was once excited about the prospect of playing James Bond in the 007 franchise, but the actor told the host of the Smartless podcast recently uh, that the racism that he experienced in response to the idea uh, made the whole thing disgusting and off-putting, he said. He said, the truth is, I was super complimented for a long time about this. Uh, as rumors about him playing the part spread, he said, I was like, this is crazy. James Bond, I mean, we're all actors and we understand that role. It's one of the coveted roles. Being asked to be James Bond was like, okay, you sort of reached the pinnacle. Uh, and that's one of those things that the whole world has a vote in. Uh, sadly, comments from, quote, some corners of the world, he said, changed his feelings about the role. He said those uh, that weren't happy about the idea made the whole thing disgusting and off-putting uh, because it became about race and it became about nonsense, and I got the brunt of it. What's the series he's on now that's on Apple? It's a limited series on Apple. Oh, the flight, not flight. Yeah, uh, it's something. It's, yeah. On a, it's on a plane, and, and there's, I guess, it's almost like Passenger 57. It looks, it looks really compelling. It I'll, looks really good. All I've seen is the trailer, Steve, but it basically it's like it's long hijacking, right? Yeah. I like okay. him, man. Uh, he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, I like that guy. He's good. Oh, he's good. It's called no. Hijack. Hijack. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a likable character. <laughs> What's that hijack movie? He's it's a, yeah, it's a series about hijacking. Uh, Monica, what's Bel- that movie where they save Private Ryan? <laughs> Monica Bellucci and Tim Burton have finally stepped into the spotlight to confirm their blossoming romance. I would not have seen this coming. Yeah, they are a couple. Uh, Monica opened up in an interview with Elle France about her deep connection. With the esteemed filmmaker, her words painted a picture of a rare encounter, a meeting of souls that transcends the ordinary. And in fact, this this whole article is just written in such uh, flowery language. It's it's, yes, it's very romantic, like an Instagram post. So I'm not gonna. I I skipped through all of that, but she said it's uh, it's one of those encounters that rarely happens in life. I know the man, I love him, and now I'm going to meet the director. Another adventure begins. I remember what he first said to me: "Show me your cans." Uh, Having recently collaborated on the film, uh, the filming of Beetlejuice too. So I guess she's in that. Yeah. Uh, Monica couldn't help but gush about Tim's visionary talent. Uh, she said, I love Tim. Uh, she declared, "I and I have uh, great respect for Tim Burton. He's Tim-tastic. So I'll read you a little bit. It says, she spoke of a dream world woven by his imagination <laughs> where even monsters <laughs> possess kindness and shadows give birth to radiant forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tim Burton, she shared, have uh, films have a way of touching the depths of our soul. Uh, but their uh, their journey together began 16 years ago uh, when fate brought them together. Uh, it was at the Lumiere Film Festival uh-huh. in, in Lyon in October. Uh, she had presented Tim with the Lumiere Lifetime Achievement Award, which marked the beginning of their official relationship. Um, her previous relationships include uh, Nicholas Lefebvre. Lefebvre? Uh, yeah, L-E-F-E-B-V-R-E. Uh, Lefebvre. Lefebvre, thank yeah. you. There was a Philly with that last name. That's the only reason I know that. <laughs> Philadelphia, Jim Lefebvre. He was from Philly? No, uh, no, no. Philadelphia Philly. He was on the oh, team. Philly. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. did not know that. Um, and uh, she also dated Yogi Berra. Uh, <laughs> that ended in 2019. And then uh, Vincent Cassell, with whom oh. uh, she has two, shares two daughters. They yep. were married in 1997. An actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, well, uh, that's she's Casey's crush. Yeah, he loves her. He loves her. Uh, and Tim Burton, of course, had a long partnership with uh, Helena Bonham Carter. And they have two kids together. Uh, but apparently they're still cool with each other. I really love Hel- Helena Bonham Carter. I do, too. I, 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 she was such a joy. Uh, the uh, the 50th anniversary of Harry Potter. Yes. So awesome. Uh, yeah. Great interviews, uh, seeing that cast get back together. And she was wonderful in The Crown as well. Oh, she's really terrific, yeah. Doug Turr's Princess Margaret. We're the hell out of that. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence's Hot Ones episode went viral after the Hunger Games actress broke into tears and started drooling on camera, but... Uh, she told Andy Cohen that things got even worse behind the scenes. So Hot Ones is that show yeah. where they're interviewed, uh, celebrities sit down, and they eat chicken wings, and they get gradually hotter with the hot sauce. I, I've seen a number of them. I don't think I could do it, Preston. I have very yeah. little tolerance for stuff that's ultra spicy, I, mildly spicy. I I really don't get this show. Oh, I do. At all. Uh, it loosens them up. The guy's a really good interviewer. Okay. And he asks them questions that they might not have been asked before, and... I mean, the concept, obviously, is that they're going to loosen up a little bit because of the hot wings. But he does a really good job and great research. And, and it's become high profile. So now when people have something to promote, they go on to promote it. But I, 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 I subscribe to the channel. I watch a lot of them. I haven't okay. seen this one yet, though. I have I, seen you know him ask questions and then give some pretty cool answers. But the whole chicken wing thing is just Yeah. Uh, I will tell you what I think it is. <clears throat> I think they're distracted by their ever-increasing... Heat. Discomfort, and yeah. so they they kind of blurt out things that they might not otherwise have said. Do you agree, Marissa? And also, people who are not comfortable just going and doing an interview right. will do this because they have another it's crush something to, to lean do. onto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. the Tenacious D guys did it the other day and barely flinched on any of them. It was very funny. So she said, "I passionately threw up after oh. violently." <laughs> oh. Uh, That's worse. uh, She said that it was filmed on location at the No Hard Feelings press junket. She said, I made it upstairs to my suite, my holding suite. Uh, We shot at the Four Seasons downstairs. Uh, My stomach gave me like eight minutes to get upstairs, and then she vomited. So quick question. Mm -hmm. Is milk, we've been told, is that the best efficient way to counteract some of the heat of a hot sauce or I, hot food. I have been told that actually the best thing to use is bread because it's the oil right. from uh, that, that has that capsaicin in it. Right. And the bread does a better job at absorbing that. That makes sense to me. Uh, absorbing that oil. I and, think and any liquid is going to dilute it and spread it. 
That's what I, it makes sense to me. I don't know. But I mean, I but, but there, I mean, you know, milk obviously is is soothing. It's cool, so it's going to give you that sensation as well. But I don't know if it'll get rid of the total heat. When we shot hot sauce into intern Joe's ass, and it was way high, so. Long story short, Joe, our intern, had had left something on Kathy's silly seat. Putty. Silly putty. She sat on it and ruined a pair of jeans. So his punishment was we shot hot sauce into his ass with a super soaker. Yep. Uh, but I remember, so Casey... <laughs> He had cheese. <laughs> he, had, he had single slices of American cheese, and Joe is screaming in pain, and Casey just takes three slices and just crams them in his butthole. <laughs> or at least Did his butt crack. Did he bring the cheese for that reason? I, yes. I, uh, like, yes. what? Yeah. Uh, and we, I don't know. Poor Joe. Whatever. Hey, we were, we were just trying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I recently heard about a place in a barbecue joint that has stuff that's so spicy that they keep, like, pudding pops in the back. Okay. So instead of, like, handing people, like, a little carton of milk, yeah. you can, like, suck on a pudding pop. I thought that was genius. A little ice cream. That'll help. That can't hurt. Yeah, sure. why not? Anything that's cold. Yep. All right. Uh, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are celebrating the birth of their fourth child, a baby boy named Wren, uh, spelled W-R-E-N, like the bird. Huh. Uh, whom they welcomed via surrogate. And isn't Ren Footloose? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Kevin Bacon's yeah. character. You're right. Uh, they shared the news on Instagram on Wednesday. Uh, Tegan thanked their most incredible, loving, compassionate surrogate, Alexandra, uh, for this, quote, incredible gift that you have given us. She revealed the baby's name is Ren Alexander Stevens and that he was born on June 19th. She said, we are so happy to tell the world that he is here with a name forever connected to you. I wonder what kind of bond you, uh, you know, I'm sure there's all different yeah. variations. What kind of bond you develop with a surrogate? Got to be some kind. Right? It has mean, to be some kind. You have to imagine it's fairly profound. It's a human being that's growing inside of your body. Yeah, yeah. You feel it moving. You have a direct connection to it. There's got to be some kind of bond there. I agree, Steve. Uh, Alexandra commented on the post saying, thank you for choosing me, for making this whole experience so wonderful, for loving me and my family wholeheartedly. It was truly an honor bringing perfect Wren into the world with you right by my side. And there are some people, the surrogates, that just love doing this for other people. Like yeah. they, it's it's special. It's, it's special to them, and they and they don't have a problem letting go. You know, I've got a friend who um, used the same surrogate for both of her children, mm-hmm. and like they almost have a, a bond because uh, she knew she could go back to her, ask her for you know a, a second baby, and so uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's it's very different. Yeah. You know, Did not- you get an idea of what that runs, Kathy? Um, you know what? I could I could probably find right, out, yeah. but I mean it, it's. Tens of thousands, yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. you, you, if someone's losing, well, not losing, but they're committing to, you know, nine, and, ten months. And the the surrogate has her own children. I think she may have had, I think she either has like two or three of her own children and then carried two for mm. the girl that I know. And you're definitely taking a risk. Listen, uh, anything can happen in pregnancy. You go wonderfully smooth, but there yep. can be complications. So you're you're taking a, you're definitely taking a risk when you, when you uh, invite that. So uh, they're great people. Um, speaking of babies... Lindsay Lohan is expecting a baby boy. That's got to be right. The outlet, uh, this is TMZ. The outlet uh, claimed the actress who wed Bader Shamaz Shamaz in 2022 is set to give birth very soon. Uh, you know what? Uh, again, I will say this. Lindsay Lohan's holiday movie on Netflix. You loved it. Turned it around. I'm like, okay, welcome back, Lindsay. You can have all the chicken fingers you want. Uh, Lindsay's mother, Dina, will actually be by her side in Dubai for the birth. They're not, not, doing, they're not, they're not doing it at Abu Dhabi. There it is. But they're no right. Abu Dhabi do. They're no. close again then. I guess so. If you're expecting an Abu Dhabi, are you Abu Dhabi do? You're an, you would be Abu Dhabi do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, my Abu Dhabi, ba- Abu Dhabi baby. <laughs> you know, won't you be my Abu Dhabi baby? It, obviously, she was a mess for a stretch. She was. And um, I, I really, like, people have ascents and then descents, and she her descent was really bad. Yes. And the fact that she, it seems like she's stabilized, that she's doing okay. Who doesn't want that for someone? For her, you know? yeah. We talk about, when you know, the Bam Margeras of the world, and, and mm. you know, people that are going through really difficult times and can't find their way out of it. It seems like she has, so good for her. Yeah. We and love I, a good reclamation. And and with a uh, with a wreck of a father yeah. like she had. Totally. and That, that family's whole... a sideshow. Yeah. Uh, so according to a source, uh, some of Lindsay's siblings will also be overseas around the same time. As, I can't wait to visit. As the birth to meet their new nephew. Uh, the actress who has lived in Dubai for several years told fans She's that, overdue in Abu Dhabi. That she, <laughs> she and Shamaz were expecting their first child back in March. So, But it could be any day now. So we'll have to see. <laughs> Uh, let's see, a couple other things here. Uh, Jamie Foxx's back in action co-star Cameron Diaz is, quote, shocked and saddened by his health crisis, according to a source that tells People Magazine. We yes. are getting nothing but third party. Listen, yeah. and this is this family's right to keep this to themselves. Sure. I got it. Yep. But you can't keep floating stuff out there in this way uh, and expect people not to go, how come we're not, we haven't seen anything that's really directly connected to something that might prove that he's well, doing better than we think? Did you see the John Boyega news? Yeah. No. I guess he had a phone conversation with him, and uh, like, according to John Boyega, who talked to Jamie directly, uh, that uh, Jamie's doing well. I okay. hope so. So this source said, uh, talking about uh, Cameron Diaz, said one day they were working together, and the next he was just gone. Uh, regarding their time spent in Atlanta, uh, he said, the source said she wanted to be supportive and help out in any way, but his family has kept the status very quiet. So, according to this source, she doesn't really know what's going on I think on Jamie Foxx would be a, like, a, like a cool dude to hang out with, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, he seems like a regular guy. So, uh, let's see, this is a very interesting story. Uh, Mini Driver shared a story about Nicolas Cage <laughs> in the comment section of an Instagram post uh, by the meme account, I am 30 AF on Monday. Uh, she wrote, and this is all that that I have in the story. She wrote, was once on a plane with Nicolas Cage and his son, and a seat had also been purchased for his son's imaginary friend. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my yeah, that's God. Cool. And she added a black heart emoji. So that's the entire wow. story, but that's quite interesting, isn't it? You know, the thing with Nicolas Cage is you would be disappointed if he was conventional. <laughs> you, he's got to, you know, the fact that he continues to be Nicholas. Did you see the un, the unbearable? No, wait. With, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. It's, uh, Pedro Pascal is Fantastic yeah. in it, Preston. You'll like it, Preston. Very fun. I've seen that scene of them sitting in the car together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, There's way more than it's that. It's a lot of that, and, and it's Nick Cage being the best Nick Cage because he's playing Nick Cage. Okay. Uh, Rachel Lindsay made history as the first black bachelorette during the 13th season of the show, uh, but she walked away from the franchise in 2021 writing an essay for New York Maz- Magazine saying she felt like a token. Uh, people recently spoke with Lindsay about the new lead for the 20th season of Bachelorette, Charity, Law- uh, Charity Lawson. And she said, I haven't met Charity. I would actually love to meet Charity. She seems lovely. Uh, and then she said, so Charity, if you're out there, I'm rooting for you, and I wish you all the best, but I'm not going to watch. But I will reach out. I'm always there. Well, Here's the problem with her, is she was literally devoid of a personality. Rachel Lindsay? The original one. Okay. She was just boring. So 30 AF, boring AF. Okay. 
let's see. I have just a couple more things. I want to make sure I fit in the right. Okay, so this here's some uh, interesting uh, news from our union. Uh-huh. Uh, Deadline reports that over a thousand Screen Actors Guild members, including Meryl Streep, Quinta Brunson, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence, and Bob Odenkirk have all signed a letter informing SAG-AFTRA leaders that they are prepared to strike if their demands are not met by June 30th deadline. So that is tomorrow. Uh, A strike, this is according to the letter, it says, A strike brings incredible hardships to so many and no one wants it, but we are prepared to strike if it comes to that, and we are concerned by the idea that SAG-AFTRA members may be ready to make sacrifices that leadership is not. The members added, uh, we ask that you push for all the change we need and protections we deserve and make history doing it. If you're not able to get all the way there, we ask that you use the power given to you by us, the membership, and join the WGA on the picket lines. Uh, For our union and its future, this is our moment. We hope that on our behalf, you will meet that moment and not miss it. So here's the issue, is that the writers are on strike, so you can't have people who are writers on set Mm-hmm. However, things are being filmed and things are moving ahead. They're going with scripts that are not being tinkered with. They can't do that legally mm-hmm. by the union rules. So if the actors on those sets that are filming things walk off, then you have like a real yeah. stoppage. Absolutely. Uh, and our, our union head is Fran Drescher, for yes. those who don't know. <laughs> I get calls from her from time to time. Voicemails. She leaves little messages for us. You guys want to pick in? Solidarity. Yeah, let's we'll get right off. on that. Yeah, it starts tomorrow. Yeah, take off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do on my vacation. Um, and then we'll do one last thing. Uh, season 11 of Futurama will include payoffs the to decades-long mysteries as well as new storylines featuring Bitcoin, cancel culture, and streaming TV per the official synopsis. I forgot uh, that was back on again. Hulu dropped its first official trailer. Okay. Uh, so fans are going to be able to revisit uh, and visit their favorite characters as soon as season 11 of the Matt Groening created comedy premieres on July 24th. You know, I was never... the original voice cast. I mean, never a, I enjoyed it, but I was never a massive Futurama fan. I didn't... I never watched one yeah. episode of it. Uh, and I, I, I get it, and people, you know, that, that it's a, a... It's got its audience, but yeah. it just never really spoke to me. Uh, so the trailer of the upcoming season, which will consist of 10 episodes airing weekly, opens with Fry and his pals entering a corporate building with a giant Fulu sign, <laughs> jokingly mocking their new streaming <clears throat> home of Hulu. Uh, the clip teases an assortment of chaos to come, including how the gang uh, miraculously survived a massive disruption in the flow of time. And there's even a new virus reminiscent of COVID-19 that emerges. So that is coming out on July 24th. All right, um, we're going to do the clips now, so let's get set. Apple TV's latest miniseries is the psychological thriller The Crowded Room, and here the series lead, Tom Holland, talks about the challenges that he faced while filming. I just love a challenge. I love something new. I love something that's going to push me in ways that I haven't been pushed before. You know, I really try to live by that idea of, like, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, becoming comfortable with that kind of stress. And Crowded Room kind of offered everything that I was looking for. I'd never say never to doing TV ever again. I'd be lying if I said that the Crowded Room didn't absolutely break me. Shut up, dummy. (laughs) Uh, The first three episodes of the Crowded Room are now out on Apple TV+. Here's the next clip. The new Netflix documentary Arnold documents life of legendary actor Arnold Schwarzenegger. And in this clip... It looks back on a defining moment from early in his career. 
after the Terminator movie came out and someone came up to me and they says, hey Arnold, I'm a bodybuilder, I love the movie Terminator. They says, can you say the line? I said, what line? The I'll be back line. I said, well, I'll be back. And he said, no, 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 the way you said it. <laughs> say it exactly the way you said it. And I said, I'll be back. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you, you know the story behind that line, right? Um, James Cameron, I, they yeah. fought over it. Yeah. Uh, so Arnold correctly said that the android would, would not would not conjugate. They would, would say, I will be back. Right. And he says, I'll be back. Okay. And and Cameron, who wrote the script, said, it's going to play better. No if kidding. Says, if he says, I'll be back. And they fought over it. And, of course, that became the iconic line. Absolutely. And Cameron was right. Yeah. Excellent. All right. And there you go. Your entertainment report for... This Thursday morning. All right. Um, we have a lot of people on our program today. We're looking forward to it. Our friend Derek Pitts, uh, who is the director of the Fells Planetarium at the Franklin Institute, chief astronomer, is going to be joining us. Legendary comedian George Wallace, who's going to be at Healing Comedy Club, is stopping in, too. And we will also have uh, Joel Hodgson and Matt McGinnis, who are from Mystery Science Theater 3000. They're taking over Blobfest on July 16th in Phoenixville. And... Ice Cube will be on the show as well. So we have a lot going on. I think you need a cocktail to get ready for this. So we're going to give you a 24-pack of Mary Can Bloody Mary in a Can. Wow. Uh, If you're at least 21 years of age and you are caller number 12, we're going to set you up with a 12-pack of those. 215-263-WMMR. Let's get you going. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Mammoth WVH. Finger 11. It's me and you! New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Real quick, um, I promised uh, my good friend Kevin McCoy, my financial advisor as well, uh, had texted me yesterday to do a shard out, and I missed it. What? Uh, I know, and I need to. I need to send this out. Man so. who handles your money? Yes, and uh, so Kevin has a uh, a son who is uh, uh, has autism. He's low functioning, and he had texted me that um, his friend Andy, who also has a son in the similar in a similar situation. Uh, was headed to Harrisburg yesterday, and everyone at the Powell School in Downingtown, and they were going for a, a rally in Harrisburg because uh, there's a lack of funding, of state huh. funding, and schools like this could close. All right. And so they, um, and the big fans of the Preston and Steve show, and they were on their way, and they wanted to get a shard out while they were on their way, and I totally missed it. So, so this is a makeup. It's a make good on this, and uh, so I wanted to shard out to you guys, send this out uh, to Andy and everyone at the Powell School in Downingtown who are fighting the good fight, and... Uh, uh, they, uh, uh, you know, the uh, people that have autism in their lives uh, and absolutely love their children, but it is an extra level of responsibility that is just, it's so much, they need help. They, yeah, they need so much help. So I absolutely. wish you guys the best in uh, in your mission. So um, uh, so Casey's out today. I got Marissa, who's going to be helping me on the side here. Um, it is, uh, we're, like I said, we're off tomorrow, so I think we need to do The Connoisseur today. We jammed up. We need I to. So. so, music, please. Thank you, Marissa. It's time for The Connoisseur with special guest Marissa. <laughs> and she's actually more of an aficionado than yeah, I she am actually is, yeah. in the world of restaurants. And so, and we will do some food clips. We'll do some movie clips and do some giveaways. Now, you know what? 
I'm thinking now this has become people's favorite bit. I think it is. Uh-huh. It I went think this all is... the way from the most despised yes. to the favorite because there's a lot of prizes. All right, so I want to... I, I'd never seen this before. This is an interesting concept, but apparently three in ten Americans have what is called menu anxiety. Oh. Does it make you poop? <laughs> when or, No. When ordering food from a restaurant, according to new research, the survey of 2,000 adults uh, found younger generations were far more likely to have anxiety while ordering. That's 41% of Gen Z and millennials age 18 to 43 compared with only 15% of Gen X and baby boomers age 44 to 77. So it's essentially you can't figure out what you want so, to get. Listen. That it, and you guys got to love that, right? When that oh happens to people with a daily Oh, ad. my God. Come on. I listen. I get it. If we're out for a good time. But, I mean, especially when it's a place you know the people that you're with have been to already mm-hmm. and kind of know what it's like. Um, like I, I'm, I got my order ready to go. You know, like I, I can t- peruse quickly. I'm, I'm, here's my judgment. This is my criteria for how I uh, select what I'm going to eat. How hungry am I? Yep. And then I know if I'm very hungry, I know my go-to. So I'm going to be okay. That's a home run. If I'm just slightly peckish. Then I can be a little bit more adventurous. But that's, even then, right? That's the way to go. Right? That's absolutely the way to go. If you are really, if you, if you are very, very, if you're famished, you're hungry, go with, go with a, a standby. Is that so go, hard? Go, go with something you know you're going to like. Okay, so as somebody who, uh, there are, are multiple times where I can't find anything on the menu. Now, I am not the person that the mm-hmm. server comes to and I don't know what I'm getting. What about heated fruit? If I'm getting like lettuce on, you know, then I will know and I will be ready. But um, there's like, because I'll go to restaurants, say if I go to a seafood restaurant that that's, yeah. you know, and I don't You're eat screwed. seafood and there's very little on there. There's always some, something that I can have. But um, so, so it's not that type of situation, but, but those people like, I, so being somebody that sometimes can't find something to eat, like, that's the first thing I do is like I need to I'm going to figure out what I'm going to get so that when they come to me, I know even if it's just something super little, like I, I know what I'm going to say, what I'm going to order. Have you ever had to order off the kids menu because you didn't Wait, see anything we else laugh you liked? about this all the time? <laughs> Actually, we brought it up just the other day. So there is a restaurant that we love to go to uh, in Montauk. It's called the Montauk. It. It's like oh, yeah. it's like nothing special, but it's on the water. They have incredible sunsets. It gets packed with people. Uh, we were there. We, we got a table. I don't I'll usually look at a menu ahead of time. I don't it's like the place you don't even care because you want to go, you want to see the sunset. And, uh, yes, there was nothing on the menu for me to get. Jace wanted fish tacos. So he, so I ordered the fish tacos off of the adult menu, and he ordered me the chicken fingers and there you go. the kids' menu. I love it. There's there's a restaurant in Skipback we've gone to for years. It's called Basta Pasta. We love it. And, and they... they... The spaghetti and meatballs on the kids' menu is adult size. <laughs> is it huge? Wow! I order it all the time. Well, that's a home run. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's yeah. not a little bitty portion. So I will order off the kids' menu from time to time. I do wish Casey was here because Casey gets menu anxiety, and his issue is he is so afraid of getting something and being disappointed and being by disapp- it, okay, or, or that, that he didn't get something that was better than that. That he knows yep. he would. My like original rule would help mitigate that. Yeah, like if you're very hungry. Get something you know, and, and if you're not, then you can be a little, and realize you might end up losing, but at least you gave it a shot. Well, Kathy, you said something. You look at the menu ahead. I have friends that do that. Wherever we're going, they will look at the menu, they will figure out what they want before they get there, and that drives me crazy because 
for me, it's social. Like, I want to talk to my friends and go, well, what are you getting? What okay, are you getting? I don't want you to You want to that. get that? You want to split it? <laughs> I like talking about things? the about yeah. I don't want to split. I, I don't. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> well, we are very different in that way. Very, speaks, very different. This speaks to what you're saying. So, uh, checking out the menu online in advance is another thing that younger Americans make a habit of doing with a quarter of those age 18 to 43 always doing this compared to 15% of those age 44 to 77. So. You, remember, you know, besides, I'm you know, I'm older, and when I have initially got food in my life, going back many, many years, I had to fight predators for my food. Right. So you don't want right? to share. Right? I, mean, yeah, I was more often than not, Kathy, in the woods, <laughs> fighting another animal for food. I'll right. tell you- Steve, I'm going to be 48 in a couple of weeks, yeah. and uh, I don't know if this is a generational thing or not, but I can't stand the QR menus. I, I don't like scanning. I don't like them either. I, and and I, maybe my... Maybe I'm behind the times or whatever. I want the full I want to look at the thing. I want, what, a, I want a book. Steve, you don't have to touch the dirty menu. Oh. I want. Oh. I don't care. You're the Nick, worst. Nick, no more germs on your hands. Oh, no, I want the your, germs. You can eat with your hands now. I don't like them because I hate being in my phone. Yes. The, the conversation at the table stops. I agree. Everybody's scrolling through their phone. And it's like, did you scroll to page number three and see no. that uh, nah. pasta quick, dish? Do you listen? Quick question. Do you really listen to when the the, the server comes over and, and gives you the yes, special? The, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yes. always do. Yes. Oh, most definitely. Right? In fact, I more often than not order off the special menu. You never know. And then how about those restaurants that have had the same special for 20 years? <laughs> yeah, it's not a special, not a special and anymore. And don't put it on the menu. <laughs> Come on. It's um, a hit. And by the way, yeah, I do like a tactile menu that I, I can hold and maybe flip through if there's multiple pages or something about it. And there's, if it's in a nice font or maybe has some pictures on it. I mean, seriously. I okay, agree. You know? I agree with the font. Also, with the that, just do not put, don't don't make the text like pink against a purple Oh, background. yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'll murder you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes with the QR menus, there's a separate menu for drinks versus yeah. Oh meals God, too. Yes, then you can just scroll I, just You drinks. are the worst. Wait, mm. hold on. I actually um just we, give her a kid's menu and shut up. <laughs> Wait, we just went out to eat uh the other night and it was a QR menu and we were looking through it and I loved it because you could click on uh, the item on the menu, and it would show you a picture of it. Oh, um, and I was like, oh, because we were like, well, what's you know, whatever. I don't know, whatever the type of rice, and we opened up, we're like, oh, it comes with vegetables Ooh, and stuff a, in a it. A free yeah. photo shoot. <laughs> it was. It was. I don't know. I liked it. Well, Instagram has <laughs> become a game changer for that too. You go to a restaurant and you click on theirs and see what the dishes are. Yeah, okay. until you right. get it, yeah. and you're like, it okay. does not look like the picture posted on Instagram. Right, right. By the way, the survey also asked respondents how seeing words like vegan and vegetarian on a restaurant's menu affected what they'd order. And results found that younger generations would be more likely to order those options. Uh-huh. And the survey revealed that overall, 77% of younger generations would like restaurants to be clearer about the environmental impact of different foods. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, versus 58% of older respondents. <laughs> yeah, we beat, it, we, we beat a cow to death with a shovel. You're right, you're right. Okay, how does it taste? All right, so I thought that was interesting. Menu anxiety. If you have this, you are not alone. All right. It's time for a movie clip. Let's do this. All right, let's see if you know what movie this is from, and we have a prize that we will give away. I don't know what the prize is going to be, but we'll find out what food clip or what movie is this food clip from. Here we go. What is this? Steak. What is in it? Cow. Doctor, do you realize how difficult it is to get a hold of a prime cut like that out here? I don't eat meat. Why not? It disagrees with me. How about cyanide? Does that give you the rumbly tummy, too? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know what movie that's from. Music, please. Okay. 
According to you guys, where should ketchup be stored? In the refrigerator or in the cupboard? So in my home, uh, and I, it's just the default, it's it's in the fridge. Okay. Fridge. All right. Yep. Fridge. Uh, Marissa, yes. Heinz has finally settled the debate uh, by tweeting that its iconic product should be kept in the fridge. Okay. okay. Do you know I don't have actually any bottles of ketchup in the refrigerator. I, you accrue so many of the separate packets, packets that that's I have a ton of those. Uh, no, we've got we yeah. got a few bottles of ketchup in my house. But uh, when you go to a restaurant, the ketchup sits out yeah. all it does, day, yeah. all day, and, and is maybe that bad for multiple you? Multiple days. That's a good question. So there was a heated debate in the comments. Heinz conducted a poll of twenty five hundred votes. Answers were split down the middle. But Heinz insists on keeping the ketchup cold. Um, they said, although we are aware many Heinz tomato ketchup fans have been storing their ketchup in the cupboard, we do recommend refrigeration after opening. Uh, and one fan asked if they could keep the ketchup beside their pillow if they wanted to. <laughs> There's another ketchup story that I'll segue right into. Um, so if you're headed to the ball game this 4th of July, you might be able to sample Pepsi's experimental tangy condiment cola chup. What? So it's ketchup with cola flavor. Exactly. No. It's described well, as smoky, tangy, and a little bit sweet. Because mm. you can put soda in barbecue sauce, Correct. right? Yeah, Marissa's so it's right about that. the same that. way. A lot of barbecue sauces have Coke or Pepsi or something in there uh, to give it a little bit of a sweet flavor. In fact, some... Like uh, when you cook a, a ham, you can you can pour soda on mm-hmm. that as part of the uh, part of the, making it sweet. There's a Dr Pepper flavored enema called Dr Pooper. Oh. Have you ever had that? <laughs> it just writes itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we've used Dr Pepper in that way uh, as well uh, for I think on a ham. Um, so it really? says, yeah, you can get this at um, Chase Field, Yankee Stadium, Target Field, and uh, Comerica Park. Uh, this Independence Day. So if that sounds enticing to you and you're going to those ballparks, you can try it out. But Kolachup is a stupid name. It's yeah. very stupid. It doesn't make it any sense It sounds like some all. sort of medical condition. Yeah. <laughs> Your son has Kolachup. I don't like that. Oh, no. All right. We'll see if somebody can uh, answer the question. What movie is this clip from? What is this? Steak. Isn't it? Cow. Doctor, do you realize how difficult it is to get a hold of a prime cut like that out here? I don't eat meat. Why not? It disagrees with me. How about cyanide? Does that give you the rumbly tummy, too? All right, we're going to go to Kyle, see if he knows the answer to that. Kyle, good morning, sir. Morning. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. All right, what movie is it, please? Captain America, First Avenger. You got it. Tommy Lee Jones. Which is is a wonderful movie. And I, you know what? That scene, when he starts eating the steak... Totally triggers my ASMR. I love it. Uh, he's he's a good eater. He is a good he eater. He is a good eater. You're right. It right. makes you uh, en- enjoy through him the food he's eating. Uh, what are we going to give Kyle here, Marissa? All right. You've won passes to see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 on Thursday, July 6th, 7 p.m. at the IMAX King of Prussia. The film hits theaters nationwide on July 12th. All right. And, uh, Kathy, you want to share something? No, no. I just wanted to ask a question. I know you guys were, like, running around during news, so I'm not sure if you heard, but the, the um, pop-up garden, the Walnut Garden in Rittenhouse that got shut down. Uh, they got shut down because they didn't have permits and stuff like that. But I was just wondering, how do you open up like a big whole pop-up garden right in the middle of the city with 
out the proper permits. Like, how does that yeah. even happen? Well, and I'm surprised because the guy, Avram, um, who does that, he's the one that does those p- uh, pop-ups all over the city. So, so he should have his ducks in a row, right? Cherry Blossom Festival and sometimes down on Waterworks. So something must have happened. Also, Kathy, there are a few of these things happening around the city, so maybe there's some department in the city that's kind of, like, tightening it's up L&I. on things. It's L&I. Yeah, yeah. but, like, maybe they're mm-hmm. going after restaurants this week. So it's, it said... Um, the pro, uh, they had previous uh, violations, uh, so they have no food license, no electrical permit. Oh. Uh, they have some sort of uh, diesel fuel tank on premises, and they don't have like the proper. This is the new Denver. connoisseur investigates. I guess so. <laughs> well, listen, previous violations probably says it right there, I right guess. there, yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. That's they why need more at. cola chup. Uh, that must be. All right, so let's see what else we have here. All right, so. But a food being expired. How can you tell if it's really expired or not? I what? just had this. Co- I have a question for you guys. I just had this conversation yesterday. All right. Well, the, you may be able to find this out. This guy, PhD student, uh, Kingdaliu Chawang of Southern Methodist University, has invented a sensor that determines if something has actually gone bad. The food sensor reports a food's pH levels. Well, you know, we, so we talked about the fact that, um, and this is a, perhaps in a connoisseur from about a year ago, what um, people are throwing away food too early, that it's yeah. still edible and still viable. Yeah, and I, I go way past that best, you know, yeah. used by best date. Um, it's usually. like a naked gun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. I thought they closed <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> I sniffs it and passes out. Um, but uh, Rochelle is kind of like, you know, when the date's there, boom, it, it's gone. Yeah, and, I'm and the same for food. I'll go for like a week after. Like for, you know, like like fresh foods and, and stuff like that, like chicken or... Yeah, meat, like, I don't mess around with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that gonna... can really maybe make you sick, you know, yeah. so... But so, there's there's wiggle room with a lot of these foods. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it's a fun little challenge. You're a cockeyed optimist when it comes <laughs> yeah. to... By the way, the pH levels are higher when food has spoils. Uh, the invention has already been tested on fruit, fish, and milk. Um, and uh, I he, love fish and milk. He said the <laughs> the need to prevent food waste motivated me to think of a device that is not expensive or labor intensive to develop if it's disposable and can detect freshness levels. I remember when I get mm-hmm. home from school, the first thing I do is pour myself a huge glass of milk and eat a oh, halibut. Oh my god, that's like a nightmare for me. <laughs> All right, what were you? What was your question? So uh, my friend's husband is a scientist, and it, we weren't specifically talking about food. Okay, we were talking more about like packaged items, right. and um, he was basically saying, depending on what it is, like. Like, the expiration date, not that it completely doesn't matter, but, like, you don't, it's not, like, like right on. And so, no. I, I have could these, it be? The, you know, the liquid IV packets? Yeah. Um, they're, like, electrolytes and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You just throw it in water or whatever. So, I had bought a bunch, whatever. Anyway, long story short, I need some, and I pulled them out of the cabinet, and they expired uh, in 2022. But it's just, like, a sugar packet. So, I'm like... Is the sugar bad? Like, can I? It's still sugary. It's not like it. It you know molded together or anything like that. Right. Can I still use it? I mean, you guys know me. Of course, I'm not going to. I'm gonna throw it out and go buy new ones. But I like, know. well, I think some of those dates have to do with um, quality and and not necessarily safety. They have to do with whether the product is going to taste good. Is or it going to taste okay. right? Yeah. Time. Uh, but some of them are. Look, you could get sick. Or it's gone bad. It's spoiled. You know. Uh, but but I think it depends on the product. That's what I mean. It was yeah. just. I mean, it's essentially like a sweet. Like, I mean, I don't know exactly what is in what are in those packets, but I mean, it's there's like it tastes bad. Okay, so I keep a raw chicken box in the garage. Stop it. Stop. No, you don't. <laughs> and I'm always leery. I'm always leery. Kathy, uh, I'll take your uh, spoiled ivy packet. You, want my, you, want my, you don't have to throw those yeah. away. Okay. Yeah. All right. You stick anything in the microwave, it's totally fine. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. Bread, bread, I won't do. I, even if the mold isn't there yet, if it's expired, it's going. You know oh. what? I, you know what I found out about um, about microwaves is the uh, the front of the microwave. Uh, you know how it's kind of like dotted. Yeah. Yeah. You have to see yeah. through that. You know why that that is. So that it doesn't way? kill you when you walk by it when it's on. Yeah, Actually, it's the yeah. 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 The the waves can't penetrate through that. Right. Uh, and allows you to see in there. So that you don't get blinded like yeah. a, a ch- mini Chernobyl in your kitchen. Yeah, the waves are too big to go through those little holes. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? You're like Dr. Manhattan because <laughs> you heated up a slice of pizza. All right, let's do another food clip, and I need you to identify the film. Marissa, if you could load up another one. Yeah, all right. I think Nick, I think you're going to like this one. All right, here we go. What movie is this from? Anyway, since then, he's been uh, slapping the salami. <laughs> no offense. No. Apparently, he's going for a world record. Chicken's burning. Oh. Oh. I love this line. Damn. That looked good, too. All right. (laughs) 215-263-WMMR is the number. All right. Order up. All right. uh, Let's see. By the way, I don't know when that invention is going to be available for us to purchase, but this guy has created it. Yeah, I like the idea. All right, um, inflation has caused the cost of American cheese to increase 10%, and beer is up 9%. So what can you cook this July 4th to help keep costs low? Cheese beer. <laughs> cheese beer. Expired stuff. Actually, beer cheese soup. Oh, it's good. Phenomenal. Yeah. I, I have not had. had. I've had not had it in a long time, yeah. but and Steve, it's excellent. I was, as I've said before many times before, the... Uh, I was an American and or Swiss cheese kind of guy for years, and then I became... I had an epiphany, and I love sampling cheese, and I love olives, and all that stuff. Uh, so chicken breast, thighs, and drumsticks are actually priced lower than uh, last year, oh. and pork can be a cheaper option than beef this holiday. What are weekend. the breasts? Uh, are they uh, higher, chicken uh, breasts? Are they high? No, they're lower. So chicken breast, thighs, and drumsticks oh, are, priced, awesome. are priced lower this year. Because I like the white meat. Uh, and yeah, so all essentially chicken, chicken uh, in general. Now I'm yeah. What about I'm, the eyeballs? I'm a dark meat guy. <laughs> uh, shish kebabs, beef, uh, birria, 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 uh, and pork carnitas. Ah, carnitas. I love carnitas. Uh, use a <laughs> carnitas, carnitas, so delicious. Uh, use a combination of inexpensive ingredients like vegetables, tortillas, and sliced lettuce and onions. Uh, tacos help your ground beef last longer. There's a good idea for your 4th of July. Yeah. I know we always do hot dogs and hamburgers, but do a tacos. A taco uh, and carnitas spread would be fantastic. <laughs> Love me some tacos and carnitas. So good. Um, since the cost of eggs is coming down, deviled eggs can also oh. make a great appetizer. Man. I hate them. I love them. I, I hate them. They're so good. Yeah, is they it, are. Is We're in the hate team. Is it mayonnaise? Is that why? Yeah, you, you like can. They, mayonnaise, a little Demon horseradish, semen. or some people put types of mustard or vinegar. There's all different kinds of ways and you I, can I, make. And I love hard. Eggs. I like. I like hard boiled eggs, and I've tried. So I've tried them many times, and I just I can't stomach them. Don't like them. Have you substitute avocado for your mayonnaise? Oh, yeah, it does work for me. The color's a little funky. What if I substitute a chocolate chip cookie for the whole thing? You could do Definitely. that. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. saying you can't do that. I like these deviled eggs. Uh. They remind me of chocolate chip cookies. Marissa, the problem is, is I'm not substituting anything. I need somebody who's yes. making them to substitute it so true. I can try it. This is true. I like a little bit of spice in my deviled eggs. I do, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I put some carnitas. Some, yeah, all right. Put some pork on there. I like a little bit of uh, vinegar in there. And um, pickles. Uh, yes. Chop up some pickles uh, and put it in. You lost me at pickles. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're a pickle hater. <laughs> 
Um, and by and that, way, in our house, we hate Tony Danza and Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> There's, all right, I thought of a gift for Nick. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, two two things. In, in a frame, you have a picture of Tony Danza and a picture of a pickle with the Prohibition sign <laughs> over both of them and just hanging yeah. up in the house. That's fair. All right, so, and, and this uh, continues on for 4th of July. So, uh, the, the question is, which American favorite wins for 4th of July, hot dogs or hamburgers? There was a... Uh, a poll that was done, I believe. Huh, that's a good question. I, 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 I personally, and I love them both. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But uh, the hamburger in my in yeah. my house, we hate Tony Dance and Pickles. <laughs> no, uh, if, uh, if presented with both hamburger, yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. I, that's what, it's hardier. I, I think that's why. I think most people, or I think more people, would choose hamburger than hot dog. But. At a ball game, I would never eat a hamburger. Hot dog, yeah. hot dog, oh, gotta be without question. Although you know, recently at Phil's ball games, I've uh, switched over to the uh, sausage. Carnitas. And, <laughs> no, 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 the sausage and peppers and onions. Oh, Steve, there's um, does that right? No, okay. no, no, no. There's one I think behind the first base side or whatever. I cannot walk past that. It's the smell. Yeah, every time, no. and I prefer it's that. I'm golden. Re- yeah, for whatever reason, to the hot dogs. Uh, so um, the Instacart data on these iconic American foods found that hot dogs are more popular in 30 American states. Hmm. However, the entire Pacific Northwest prefers burgers, as does Washington, Oregon, and Florida. So 30, that's a third of the states. That's, uh, no, that's more than half. They're not 90 states? No, there's not 90 states. Uh, Plenty of Americans enjoy both. Items uh, likely to be purchased in the same cart as hot dog buns include hot dogs, hamburger buns, bratwurst, canned chili, and beef patties. Mm. Uh, Relish sales increase 79% by July 4th week because that's a lot of hot dogs. By the way, you can put relish on a burger, too. It's great. Yeah, my mom does that. Let Um, me ask you, do you think uh, at barbecues in general, outdoor gatherings, do you think kids are more likely to gravitate towards hot dogs? Yeah. Mm, Probably. I think so. Do you remember when you were a kid and just, <clears throat> like a little kid, you just just a hot dog? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Just, a, just a raw yeah. hot dog. You don't want anything Gnawing on it? on a hot dog. <laughs> raw? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, they're, they're cooked already. Yeah. I mean, okay. they're, 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 they don't, you know, it's not, you're not you eating raw up, meat. Right? Yeah, non-heating. No, I remember as a kid just eating a oh. well, it's like hot a, dog right out of the fridge. Vienna sausage? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so apparently it's hot dogs, uh, overall. It's like uh, my uh, box of raw chicken in the garage. Sure, yeah. Let's see if somebody can give us an answer to the, uh, question, what movie is this food clip from? Anyway, since then, he's been, uh, slapping the salami. (laughs) No offense. No. Apparently he's going for a world record. Chicken's burning. Oh! Oh! Damn. That looked good, too. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Tom, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Tom, good morning. Uh, good morning. All right, buddy, what movie is that from, please? Parenthood. Parenthood yeah. is absolutely correct, yes. Ooh. By the way, Keanu Reeves is uh, fantastic in Parenthood. I, I love his that character. scene. I love the scene where Diane Weiss realizes, oh, my God, he actually knows... He's got insight. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. legit. It was that scene. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's uh, she. he goes and talks to uh, the kid, yeah. and... and uh, he, he's essentially playing a very similar character to Bill and Ted. Yep. But he managed to separate from that and, <laughs> and give it some heart. John Wick now. So here's what we have for Tom. All right. Uh, Tom, you have won a 24-pack of Mary Can Bloody Mary 
mix. You can pick up those 24 packs wherever you can pick them up. Go to Mary Can. <laughs> I was like, I realized it says we Where's have other on her phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to pull this up. That's why. She's uh, on open table right now. Try Mary Can Bloody Mary mix in a can. Grab a pack of this convenient premium quality can Bloody Mary <laughs> there it is. for your holiday weekend brunch. Ah. Mary Can real vodka, gluten free, and really good. And there it is. All right. Order up. I love that holding the phone at the same time. And the way for best picture is, <laughs> let me see. All right, how about this? Uh, Kathy actually forwarded me uh, this story this week. A study uh, conducted by Qantas Airline and the University of Sydney found that chili, chocolate, and carbs could help travelers recover from jet lag. Interesting. Uh, 23 participants. Did you eat them all at once? Uh, journeyed, uh, from <laughs> How's New- your chocolate chili? From New York to Sydney, while researchers documented how they responded to various foods, lighting, and other conditions. Uh, menus, in particular, seemed to make a difference. Uh, comfort foods, like desserts and carbs, correlated with better sleep and improved cognition 48 hours after landing. How about that crap? So food assisted in that. Um, you're taking a big trip, yep. and uh, over some time zones. So, uh, is jet lag a concern when you? Not much. Yeah, yeah. I just no. I, I mean, because I don't sleep a lot anyway. Okay. So, well, you know, but yeah, it can it can ding me a little bit. I mean, even going to uh, Los Angeles uh, because yeah, that's... it's a that's a bigger leap, yeah. three hours than you think it is when when you're having to deal with it. It's always east west that gets you. And, yes. Uh, usually for me, it's a day after. Like I'll get there and I'll be able to sort of power through or whatever. But you know, the second or third day that I'm at that location, that's when it gets me. I, you know, and, and I think Nick, it actually does come from the fact that I don't I, I don't sleep a lot during the week to begin with. So my my adjusting capability is pretty damn good. Well, and so when you go to Europe, that uh, time difference. I remember one time we were on we were in Italy and we were on a train and we were uh, we were going I think we were going to Pompeii and you know press we like I like to have like the schedule yeah, yeah. light schedule in place and so it was like okay well we need something to do we were like I felt like we were like addicts nodding out on the train like yeah. we could not <laughs> keep our heads up and like it was this packed train I felt like people were staring at us but that's a rough one when you get there because you fly we were overnight going to have to ask you junkies to leave <laughs> <laughs> and you have to rely on any sleep that you got on the plane. Which and is nominal at best. Exactly. Yeah. So a carb-enriched diet might yep. be the case here. Or chili and chocolate. Top chili and see, chocolate. We just yep. eat chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, that's, really, that's right, man. Chocolate chili sandwich. So you can arrive wherever you're going 40 pounds heavier. And you are good to go. All right, uh, here's another clip. Let's play it. Let's see if you can identify it. i got to set up, Marissa. Right. What movie is this food clip from? Here we go. You got to love crap. Nick of time, too. Couldn't take much more of those coconuts. Coconut milk's a natural laxative. All right, let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. And another story for you from the Connoisseur file. All right, uh, Steve sent me this. And apparently, buttercream is making a big impact in the cake world of Philadelphia. And I I would have to say, uh, I applaud this. I have never been a fan of fondant, which is the go-to, right? Fondant sucks. Fondant, fondant to <laughs> me terrible. tastes like marzipan, which I hate. And there's only one. Can... I've had two fondants in my life that are, are a saucy uh, redhead who makes cakes uh, has a fondant that's very good, but otherwise it tastes too 
candy-like. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. it's it's it's, it's so only there it? because it makes for a good a, Dec- yeah uh, yeah. It, it looks nice. You're not really supposed to eat it. I mean, you can. It's it's edible, but it's not part it's not of the good. delicious treat that is yeah. cake. But it's uh it suckers you in because yeah. it yeah. looks tasty. Yes. You know, it looks like it should taste good, and then you get your mind, your mouth gets yeah. all set for some tasty frosting, and it doesn't happen. Um, so I always do buttercream on cakes, cupcakes, things like yeah. that. So what's the what's it? What's happening with Well, now? they're just, uh, they're, they're getting rid of the fondant. And, and the, the, oh, the cake's okay. decorated to look like, you know, a bowling ball or whatever. You know, how they, for a while we were going through that phase where, is it a cake? It's and a turntable. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love a, a classic butter, I mean, a, a buttercream decorated cake, the old style with a little flourish. I don't know what you call the particular little swirly structures, but they're awesome. Yeah, those I are, want the cake to taste good. Those are called, Steve, I actually have the name of that Flumples. Here. No, they're not Flumples. Um, it's in the story. I'll find okay. it. Uh, hang on. All right. Anyway, but you know what? Oh, squiggles. squiggles, 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 or ruffles or lace. I all that works for me. Um, I like uh, cream cheese frosting. I think. Oh, oh yes, I think that's very nice. And I do like a good buttercream, but I like cream cheese frosting. Do you know, it was a good frosting that I had one time. It was made from Nutella. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in this article, which I think you got from the Inquirer. I'm not sure. Yes, from the um, Inquirer. Yes. So, uh, Noel Wheatley, Blizzard Wheatley. of New June Bakery, says a cake to taste like a cake, at, or customers want a cake to taste like a cake, and things to just look the way they actually look now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and like I said, all those realistic-looking cakes are kind of uh, taking a backseat. The backlash against fondant also targets the flawless look. Of such cakes, buttercream is more authentic, according to this article. Well, that blows like the cake boss out of the water, right? Because the cake boss was pretty much predicated on yep. these artistic fondant structures. Mallory Valvano, the baker behind the uh, ecstatic neon frosted cakes of Party Girl Bake Club. Oh my God, I want one of these for my birthday. They're so cool. <laughs> she, she makes crazy, crazy cakes. Uh, <laughs> uses American buttercream. With a secret ingredient drawing inspiration from uh, vintage Wilton's cake decorating books from the 80s. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> Wait, um, what is this, Maris? Uh, so she's just a pop-up. You just find her on Instagram. She releases, like, so many cakes. You have to order them a couple weeks out. But they're, like, root beer flavored buttercream or strawberry shortcake or lemon wow. something. We're looking so at them right now. Crazy. Yeah. I'm, very, I'm looking at her. Very 80s inspired. Yeah, very mm-hmm. eccentric. Indies, 80s. It's fun. So buttercream can uh, be dyed and manipulated Piped into rosettes. Ooh. Tiny green leaves are used to make squiggles or ruffles or lace. And Ashley Houston, who runs Dream World Bakes out of West Philly. You got anything to say about her or them? <laughs> well, it's, I haven't had it yet. Okay. Or that or New June yet. Yeah. And, squiggles and lace a Stevie Nicks song? Uh, no, that was uh, Leather and Lace. Oh. Uh, so uh, the, she tends to use Italian buttercream, which is a syrup of butter and sugar mixed with egg whites, mm. and decorates her cakes with seasonal fruit and fresh flowers, Ooh. adding sugar pearls and edible crystals and glitter along the way. Yeah, she's a much different feel than the first one. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I just have to say, I this is, um, I have been doing... Is this I the best connoisseur ever? No, no. I've been this, asking people to decorate with buttercream instead of the fondant for forever, because we always do, like, a big fancy cake for Jason's right. birthday. And like it would just—it's not good with that. And Nick, we had—I think you booked her. She was um, on a TV show, a baking TV show that she won. Um, she was out of Delaware. Yeah. Oh, the cake slot? No! Oh my god! <laughs> 
No, I know. No, no. different? Pastry slut is Roxanne, yeah. No, there is a girl named Pastry Slut. Really? All right, yep. all right. Um, I feel like her name is, and she's going to kill me because she's Betty probably Crocker? listening. No, Victoria. It's oh. Victoria. Okay, yes. Oh. Um, she Anyway, she would do this for me. I was like, I don't want fondant. I want it to taste good. <laughs> They're kids. And- but it's true because fondant doesn't taste good. And so a cake, the, the buttercream, that's... The icing is such a huge part of it. Steve, yep. there's, I'm not a big Reddit guy, but there's an entire subreddit of uh, that's called fondant hate. <laughs> and they, but the interesting thing is the cakes look really cool. Yes, they, they do. They just don't taste the the outside of them tastes terrible. Well, All right. And the, the buttercream is um, it's going to taste better. It can look just as nice, but it's not as um, tough as the fondant. It's not so right. it can get, you can't get build messy. a high rise cake out of buttercream, but what? I don't. I'd rather have the cake. My mother used to make. Me is my was my favorite cake, devil's food cake. She'd put grape jelly between the layers of the cake Whoa. to hold it together, which I think was great. She'd make her own uh, chocolate frosting, mm-hmm. and that was a home run. I love, I love it. Simple. Yeah. Didn't have to have it have you know have it a, a, a working turntable or whatever. Yeah, f fondant. <laughs> yeah, f fondant. Fondant sucks. Come around here with that stuff. I'll crack your head. All right. <laughs> Let's see if someone can answer the question. What movie is this food clip from? Here we go. So you gotta love crab. Nick of time, too. Couldn't take much more of those coconuts. Coconut milk's a natural laxative. All right, we're looking at Lindsay. Tell us what movie that's from. Lindsay, good morning. Hi. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. All right, what movie is it? Castaway. Yeah. yeah. Yep, hang on a second. Here's what we have for you, Lindsay. All right, Lindsay, you have won a 24-pack of Mary Can Bloody Mary in a can. Try Mary Can today and tomorrow at your local PA Wine and Spirit stores. And keep an eye out for more tastings of Mary Can, your go-to summer drink. Get details at bar2table.com. That's be the bar the number 2 table.com. All right, I'm afraid we got we to gotta close things up, gang. Listen, it was a good one, though. Thank you for coming awesome. by the restaurant. We yeah. appreciate it, and uh, hopefully you found something appetizing. Uh, we have some more things uh, to give away, actually, and I want to do that now. We have uh, Mission Impossible. We have a screening of Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, and the screening is going to be at the UA King of Prussia on the 6th at 7 p.m., and we got a bunch of these, so I'm going to take eight callers right nice. now, and we're going to give you passes. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get the B-file, and then after that, our guests start arriving. Derek Pitts from the Franklin Institute, the Fells Planetarium. Uh, legendary comedian George Wallace is going to be here. Our friends from Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Ice Cube all Holy on the program. We'll be right back. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We shall do the Bizarre Five. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Five. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I've collected stories from around the world to share with you, and we will start in Mumbai. Not Abu Dhabi? Not Abu Dhabi or Dubai, Mumbai. All right. A passenger flying from Mumbai to Delhi reportedly... Urinated and defecated on the floor of a plane mid-flight. Must have been excited. An Air India spokesperson said the man behaved in a repulsive manner. Uh, The passenger was separated from other passengers and arrested upon landing. And it is suspected that he was intoxicated. Of course. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this. There should be some sort of temporary brig. Something you can put them in. Right? I agree. Sequester them from the rest of the passengers. A spokesperson for the airline said Air India follows a zero tolerance policy for such unruly and unacceptable behavior. Throw them out of the plane. They draw the line at poop. Uh, An investigation into the incident. That's a bridge too far. Is ongoing. A runaway bull was filmed running through the streets of a city in Pakistan before darting into a steakhouse oh, no. through the front door. A video oh, show- Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> a video filmed in Karachi shows the bull running loose through the streets of the city with people on motorcycles in pursuit. Uh, the video shows the bull charge at a man standing outside of the Kopi restaurant, causing him to flee inside the business. Why does that picture of my uncle have those little sections drawn on him? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the bull follows the man inside the steakhouse, and the animal is seen moments later being led out of the eatery on a rope. Witnesses said no one was injured. Steve, it was not. An utter catastrophe. Thank you. Uh, there was no damage to the property either. A uh, United Kingdom man on vacation with his family in Jamaica, this is terrible, died after attempting to partake in a challenge that involved drinking all 21 cocktails featured on a bar's menu. These are... These are always incredibly risky, these yeah. imbibing competitions. Timothy Southern had finished 12 of the menu's various cocktails when he returned to his hotel room at the Royal Decameron Club Caribbean in St. Anne, where he later died. I was talking about this the other night. I took my bull out to Ruth Chris. Preston. Oh, yeah. A pathologist in Kingston said the 53-year-old man's cause of death was acute uh, gastroenteritis due to alcohol consumption. An initial investigation found that he had been drinking brandy and beer throughout the morning. And at some point during the day, he met two Canadian women celebrating a birthday. The women told him they were trying to complete the 21 cocktail challenge before midnight as part of their festivities. And it was not immediately clear how quickly Southern consumed the 12 cocktails. It's, I'm sure that's had a lot to do with it. His family members who were on the trip with him said that they tried in vain to help. One family member said he was on his back choking. I put him in the recovery position and screamed at for an ambulance. He was making a gurgling sound. As soon as he was in the recovery position, he vomited. And I was shouting his name with no response. Uh, the family has since expressed outrage and dissatisfaction with the emergency crews who tried to save him in his hotel, claiming that they were unprepared to effectively take care of him. Uh, one of the relatives said when the nurse arrived, 
I uh, said, had an ambulance been called? And she said no, and I thought she would take over, but that was not the case. I noticed he was starting to lose temperature. I checked his pulse and couldn't find it. They told her to start CPR because she didn't do it, and uh, obviously he died. The grieving relative added the service and treatment received we received was disgusting, so obviously they're going to... A little bit of a lawsuit coming. Pursuit that, yeah. Abby Osborne gave birth to her daughter in the spring of 2023 and was surprised to receive a $450 hospital bill for the baby boy's circumcision. But it was a girl. Osborne tweeted the hospital's blunder and received a number of replies from patients who had also been charged for medical services that never took place. So they sent her refund and a piece of foreskin. One woman was charged for a mammogram for three breasts, despite only having two. Oh, my God. Well, don't you keep a spare? One man uh, claimed he went to the ER for an incident regarding braces in his mouth and was charged for a uterus examination. It seems to me that they're really padding their bills a lot. While Osborne was able to have the charges removed, she now implores people to carefully check their medical bills. It's something a lot of people don't think of. Yeah. Uh, Authorities say a property owner in Kenlan, New Jersey, illegally cut down 32 large trees on his neighbor's property, clearing the views on a property that real estate listings boast as an ideal location to watch the sunrise light up the New York City skyline like gold. A teleconference municipal court hearing on Tuesday for charges against Grant Haber drew so many people that the town prosecutor was initially unable to log on. Uh, Much of the attention appears to have been fueled by a Twitter post that had been retweeted thousands of times in uh, the day heading into the session. It it looks horrible, by the way. It's just radically carved out of the hillside. Also, he could see the uh, skyline from his house. Uh, Kenlin's tree removal ordinance requires anyone who illegally removes a tree to replace it with another or or a like superior species. Like or superior species. Or how about just do it on your property? And uh, user Sam Glickman on the Twitter post said that he had been told that Harbor had been quoted at one Point five million dollars to have a service build a road uh, built to allow access for tree replacements and then plant the new trees and water them for two years. Uh, and violations of ordinance also carry a fine up to a thousand dollars per tree. So this guy is going to face some serious. Charges. You can't do that. You can't no. go cutting down your neighbor's trees. You cannot do it. <laughs> no. All right, and then finally we'll end with this story. This is fun. A man who became the only passenger to stick out a nearly 18-hour delay for a scheduled flight from Oklahoma to North Carolina ended up getting the VIP treatment as the plane's sole passenger. So he's the only guy on the plane, and he waited. All right, his name is Phil Stern. Uh, lives in Greensboro, North Carolina. He said he waited 17 hours and 52 minutes before boarding his flight from Oklahoma City to Charlotte. Jeez. I think uh, they had to call, like, a flight crew. Like, they were already, like, done for the day, and they, they were. called them in. Stringer discovered all the other passengers who were supposed to be on the flight had either caught other planes or given up on the delayed plane. Uh, he joked in a TikTok video that he had bought out every seat on the plane to avoid having to deal with people. He said the crew were in good spirits. He said they had to get called. They were at their hotel like they were going to go to bed. Yeah. He said, I felt so badly because I was like, oh, my God, they literally had to come here for me. Uh, but he said he ended up making friends with the plane's crew during the flight. It looks like they had fun because he yeah. he made a full video of it. And you can see him. He asked the, the baggage guy. He goes, how many bags did you uh, load onto this plane? Did you see the guy? He goes, one. Kathy, <laughs> I saw a story with this guy on the news. And I think they misplaced his bag. Stop. They Come lost on. his luggage. I kid you not. Come on. Uh-huh. How is that possible? They just, <laughs> Kathy, they did it. Apple tags, right? Yeah, Steve, yep. 
But he said with the the staff, he said, uh, we joked, we laughed, we cut up. I exchanged phone numbers with them, and uh, we're still literally texting today uh-huh. in group messages. <laughs> I'm thinking of that, that scene in uh, 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 Meet the uh, fo- Meet the Fockers? Meet yeah. the Parents. Yeah, yeah Meet yeah, the Parents, yeah. yeah. Yep, the bomb, 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 and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you, Marissa. I'm going to need a, uh, a bed here as we get ready to take a break. So uh, we have a bunch of people that are going to be on the program yes. this morning, and our first guest has already arrived and is in the green room. So we're going to get him in here in a moment. I'll tell you who that is when we come back. But we're also going to have Ice Cube on the program. Uh, we're going to have Joel and Matt from Mystery Science Theater 3000 because they're going to be doing Blob Fest. And comedian George Wallace is going to be stopping by as well. So we have a bunch to get to. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. And we'll have our first guest of the morning. Stay nice. with us. At MMR, we thought, what better way to celebrate this country's 247th birthday in America's birthplace than with a big old block party? MMR's fill-in-the-fourth block party weekend is four big days filled with big four-song blocks. We'll roll three from one of your favorite MM artists, and you call in with the perfect song to fill in the fourth. Now that there is some good old-fashioned American ingenuity. MMR's fill-in-the-fourth block party weekend. Just like the founders intended. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. America. In honor of our next guest here in the studio, I am going to give away the last of the run of engagement passes I have to see the new Wes Anderson film, Asteroid City. There you go. How appropriate. So I will take uh, the next six callers, and that's what we have left, 215-263-WMMR. It is in theaters now. And our next guest, we love having him on the program. He is, of course, the chief astronomer and director (laughs) of the Fells Planetarium at the Franklin Institute. Ladies and gentlemen... Mr. Derek Pitts is here with us this morning. Good morning, thank you. Thank good, you. Good to see you, Derek. Great to be here. Hey, I do have a question. Since so I give away tickets to uh, Asteroid City, yeah, we had a we had a, a close encounter with an asteroid. I believe yesterday I was reading about. Were you aware of that? I didn't feel the breeze. All right, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that close? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was 2013 WV44 is yeah. what they've designated. How it. close was it? Did it does in the in the article that I read. It, it did not say. Uh, so it must not have been that crazy close. Wasn't that crazy close? Okay. Yeah, there was one two weeks ago that was uh, two lunar distances away. Okay, that was close. But the one that was announced was eight lunar distances away. Not close, but it was really big. It was five hundred feet. The the one that was closer was only what ninety feet. Okay, okay. So I'm surprised. I did not know that uh, detections of something that size were. You know, that you could pick up on things NASA like that. is all over this. Okay. And they have to be because, as I say, there aren't many Earth-killing asteroids around anymore. There certainly haven't been any identified that's going to do any damage to the Earth in the next hundred years. Oh, we're clear then. We're yeah. clear. Yeah. yeah, we don't have to worry. <laughs> but the smaller ones, we do have to worry about the smaller ones. And mm-hmm. so NASA's been building their capability to detect ever smaller ones because, you know, if you have one that's 50 feet in <laughs> diameter... It can really ruin your day. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and that's a, that's a city size, you know, that's a city killer size if you wow. give it enough velocity. So we need to be able to detect smaller ones. Do we know of the, of the last one of that size that has hit Earth? It hasn't happened during, um, was it, was uh, it during, ro- during uh, you know, uh, recorded uh, history, has it? No, not during recorded history, but 
50,000 years ago. Right. Meteor Crater, Arizona was the location of that most recent big impact. Oh. And, and that's an amazing, you can, it's there, visible for anyone, you go and can see it. It's Actually, an, uh, yeah. Kathy's going to be right near it oh, uh, yeah. next week. you got to go Nick. see it. So, Derek, was the impact, as we understand, that that was the planet killer that many years ago, correct? Not a planet killer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. But, you know, big enough to cause a crater a mile wide and a quarter mile deep. Right. Okay? That's serious, but not a planet killer. So, uh, there, the we've been uh, talking about the movie Greenland, which is sort of fascinating, I think. And, and it does show, regardless of the size, something of moderate, say, a school bus size at the right velocity can do devastating damage. Correct? Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, this is one of the basic formulas of physics... Physics, force equals mass times acceleration. Right. It's not that bad. If you have a small object with a small mass but a high velocity, it can do tremendous damage. Mm. Likewise, if you have something that's very big, moving at a slow speed, you get the same effect. But the point is, don't discount something small because if it's moving quickly, it can really tear you up. So You know what's amazing was we watched the footage that they, they got. I think it was the Japanese... Um, uh, astronomers had they landed a satellite on a on a meteor, right? Mm-hmm. On an asteroid. On an asteroid. Yep. And <laughs> that that footage was pretty amazing. Was that what you had envisioned it would look like, or were you blown away by what you saw? Oh, completely blown away by yeah. what I saw. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure, because we've never seen asteroids that close up before. Right, and then the actual you know interaction of coming down to the surface and back up again. I mean, you could imagine it. Yeah. But we've never seen anything like that It before. was amazing. Yeah, totally cool. Yeah. Derek, we're uh, talk about uh, things entering into our atmosphere. Um, when when we see, you know, shooting stars, quote yeah. unquote, yep. um, I've heard that some of those can be, that we visibly see, can be as small as, like, very tiny pebbles or grains of sand or Most things like that. Most of the ones we see are sand grain size. Wow. Most of them. That's the velocity we're but talking about. But they're traveling about. at 45,000 miles per hour. That's crazy. So, you know, the the glow we see comes from the compaction of the air that gets heated, you know, when this thing comes in. That's Kathy, amazing. Even that has to blow <laughs> you away, right? Yeah. That that yeah. huge light you see way off in the is, distance is, is, a, is something this tiny. Yeah. That's crazy. 60 All right. miles up. Yeah. So I accrue things as I know when I know you're going to be on and things that I want to ask you about. A couple Let's things. Let's have them. All right. So I was reading about this um, MOXIE experiment on Mars where they, they extracted oxygen. Did you see? Oh, yes. Right. Sure. Uh, so they're extracting oxygen from the atmosphere. Yep. Right. Which raises the question for me. So obviously, long-term emissions to Mars could benefit from this experiment. For sure. Yeah. But we often hear in science fiction about terraforming. Yes. Ooh. It, it, how, <laughs> how, how viable is, which is basically putting Earth's atmosphere on another planet. Yeah, completely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you got to love science fiction yeah, because right. it plants these ideas of, right. you know, what what somebody wants to dream to be possible, but then you back up from that and say, well, wait a minute, what what can we do really? Right. And then you end up with stuff like domed cities or you're, <laughs> you know, in a lava tube on the surface of the moon, which is realistic. Of right, right. You know, that kind of stuff. But terraforming, can you imagine the, the amount of energy necessary? I can't. Yeah. yeah. I, it's No, you can't do it. Yeah. Right. Could you, could you concede, obviously with a domed area, you could. Yeah, introduce- we can do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> got, you, got your back up. Right. Um, Nick and I are huge fans of this author named Andy Weir. Uh, he wrote uh, The Martian yes. and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Project Hail Mary, which yep. is his most recent book. I- I've read it twice. I don't know if you've read the Not book. Not yet. Outstanding. The My science, summer read. The science is obviously takes some liberties to, to get from A to B, but sure. it's very, very... It seems very true to life. Um, uh, so want to recommend that, and they are making it into a, a movie. Cool. Uh, but with the um, and and they do tackle something about you know this uh, uh, interstellar travel in being protected from radiation. We're talking about a Mars mission eventually. Have they figured that out yet? They're still working on okay. figuring it out. Right. Because that's a huge hurdle. They better, they, better, they better sew that one up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need to figure that out yeah. quickly. Yeah. But the challenge is. How do you come up with a a viable method of radiation protection that doesn't have a tremendous amount of mass? Right. Because, you know, you can certainly line a spacecraft with lead, Mm -hmm. but then it can't take off. Yeah. Yeah. Problems, right? But you know what? Water actually is an an effective deterrent to radiation. Radiation. Yeah. Yeah. So so you could could theoretically do something like a thin layer. Yeah. But you could also have a thin layer of water and you could gain some protection that way. Interesting. And, you know. And but we still need to figure out other methods to mediate this because the trip is going to be long, and you know the radiation is real. Um, you mentioned uh, sci-fi, uh, and you do have a uh, a program about movies, sci-fi stories, and their uh, their origins. I believe, correct? Uh, Am I right about that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to promote some of the about? events that you're. It says here, uh, September 7th, sci-fi movies and the truths they originated from. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking That's about. That's what Jack. you're talking about. I'm my balls. I'm trying to promote the things you got coming up. Um, it, I, you know, you t- you talk about science fiction, and and that can sometimes uh, usher along the creativity of scientists to maybe consider. Uh, certain things that they had not let their mind wander to. Right. Can I speak to something on that issue? The very issue, I'm going to jump right in here. Go ahead. Forever we've heard that the idea of ever getting something to travel for us to accelerate something to the speed of light was absurd. That's, that's a mainstay of, of dilithium crystals and the Enterprise and warp and uh, all of that. Yeah, superluminal speeds and all right. that stuff. Yeah. Are we any closer to the potential of being able to accelerate something to light speed. Have we done it? And what are you keeping from us? No. <laughs> I've got a spacecraft hidden in my garage. I really do this. I borrowed it from the aliens that came to visit. <laughs> so we've made tiny steps forward in this. And the way we've gone about it is rather than come up with a fuel, a hypothetical fuel like dilithium crystals or right. something like that, We've gone the other way, and that is to make the spacecraft really small. Okay. So if you make the spacecraft really small, then it's easier to accelerate it to higher speeds. Are now. we talking grain of sand small? <laughs> well, we're talking about something like the size of a smartphone, perhaps. Okay. Right? So there is this really, really cool project called the Breakthrough Project. And in the Breakthrough Project, this is being funded by a, mil- a billionaire who wants to try to make our communication or connection with the next closest star happens sooner than later. Okay. And the idea is you make a fleet of these mini spacecraft that are like the size of cell phones, for example, 
And the propulsion system you use is lasers from Earth. And the photon pressure on an aluminum sail for these drives them. And if you continually pulse uh, laser energy, you can build up the velocity and get to something like a quarter of the speed of light. Which would be staggering, Which correct? would be absolutely staggering. And it shortens the distance, but it shortens the time to get from here to there to about 20 years. As I mean, opposed to a hundred years. It's amazing. Uh, so, so uh, interstellar. You know, yeah. I think we. Oh yes. We, 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 you see, you see the issues with um, th- with time, th- time dilation. Yeah, sure. And, when you and, get near a black hole, and yeah. What kills me is the scene where they go down to the the planet, and on up back on the ship, the guy is aging at a dramatically increased rate. Decades have, ha- yeah. have passed for him while only minutes have passed for them down on the planet. <sighs> it's, in- it's just uh, it's crazy. mind-boggling. Mind-bending yeah, yeah, yeah. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The universe does that to you. <laughs> After the uh, the submersible accident last week, uh, you know, I saw a lot of pushback online about um, billionaires funding things like this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, there was an awful ferry accident that happened around the same time and that didn't get the press that the submersible thing did. And, and I'm looking at your, your Twitter account, uh, which is a cool astronomer, and, and you talk about Virgin Galactic and, and what uh, Sir Richard Branson is doing and Elon Musk and what, you know, the space program said. And I understand why people push back against that. However, I think that the good that is created out of all of it is, is good for humanity. Do you have a, a moral take on any, like, of this type of exploration being funded by billionaires? There's not there's nothing we can do about individual billionaires deciding how they want to spend their money. You know, so you can do things like this to sort of advance, quote-unquote, advance civilization if you, if you think that's what you're doing. But the truth of the matter is that you're doing this for a limited number of people. There are very few people that are ever going to be able to afford to travel in space on any of these spacecraft. So this is not an egalitarian thing. It is not a democratic thing. It's for the very, very rich. Does it benefit everybody else on the planet? I, I don't think so. I, really, I don't think so. Why aren't they considered ex- like they're explorers and they're and we're learning every not time exploring? But aren't we? Wouldn't we have learned from something from them going down there? Does it? Benefit, no, 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 does no, it, no. You talk about the, the diving or the, or the space? just any anything? Up. Anyone going somewhere? We're going to learn something from it. So, so you often hear the argument about. Uh, about spending government dollars for a space program. You often hear the argument, you know, if we took the billion dollars that was used to launch space shuttle, we could use that billion dollars to do this kind of social good, right? right? So that's a really interesting argument because, in fact, that billion dollars is not enough to really do very much at all. Whereas what happens with the money that's spent on the space program employs a lot of people. There are hundreds of thousands of people who have jobs because of the U.S. space program. Now, if you have your own company that's doing this and you're spending your own dollars, then you have a limited number of people you're affecting. Yeah, there is benefit to be derived from the science that comes out of something like that. But is that then applicable broadly across the population of the planet? Are you Improving the quality of life for everybody on the planet? No. Well, if you take the initial the initial run, the space program, uh, the the moon race. Yes. During that time, if you watch the amount of technology that was invented and created, where the because you were that was an exploratory mission that was, and it was also you know a heated yes. contest with Soviet Union. It was true. So, so um, but. But yes, I, you know, I I know exactly what you're saying. I I think honestly, on a certain level, that 
we talked about how good having that bridge repaired in 12 days here on yes. 95 was. Yeah. I think for, the, and I understand all the detractors, but I think on a basic level, it is an eight in, in us to go, to go and explore. But, but let me yeah. just clarify here. I'm not saying we I know shouldn't. You're not. I'm not saying yeah. we shouldn't do it. Yeah. We always pose this as an either or. Right. It's not an either or. We have the choice to do all of it. Yeah. And we should choose to do all of it. And we shouldn't sort of like blame the space program for, you know, social ills. Yeah. That, that's not the case. Because if you look, again, if you look at NASA's budget, what is it? Something like $21 billion. Right. And if you, if you, excuse me for saying this, but if you look at the Defense Department budget, yeah. which is something like $800 billion a year, right. then you can see that there's some disparity there. Okay? Right. So we can do all we want to do. It's just a question of, do we have the will to do it? All right. I wanted to ask you about this. Um, there's this planet, uh, the Hala, H-A-L-L-A. Are you familiar with this? Hollaback? Planet Hollaback? Yeah, that one. It was a planet that apparently Korean astronomers discovered, and and its sun blew blew up, but the planet survived. In that, you know, that seems to be a a a, a big anomaly in the universe, or from what we understand, is it? It, it? You know, it could be that the planet is far enough away from the star that it wasn't affected as much as it could have been. Okay. So if, if, Mercury, if the sun blows up, Mercury's going down for sure. Right. You know, but Jupiter and Saturn are going to survive. They'll, yeah, be, they'll really? be altered. They'll I always altered. thought that, the, that, the, that, the, that the, um, uh, the, the sun going supernova, I guess you'd call it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our sun going supernova would take out our, the planets that we understand in our solar system. It'll certainly melt out all those outer planets. And okay. you'll have you'll, you you could possibly have some rocky core left. Okay. Right? Okay. So thinking about it in our universe, in our galaxy alone, there are so many possible variations on what can happen. Yeah. And so this is the discovery of the first instance in which something like this has happened. We don't know how often this goes on, but I never put it beyond the realm of possibility. Because we just don't know. Because we just don't know. And there are too mm. many stars in the galaxy. <laughs> too many. <laughs> yeah. 400 billion. It's too many. Uh, sticking closer to home, uh, the moon missions uh, that are coming up. Yes. I'm excited about that. I think it'll be amazing to have fresh footage. Uh, I still am amazed by the old footage of of our exploration Mm -hmm. of the moon, and I'm really excited. Stanley Kubrick made it look really authentic. He did a great job. (laughs) What, What are you looking forward to about those missions coming up? Uh, what I'm excited about is the possibility of staying on the surface of the moon for weeks at a time. Mm. You know, this two days down and back <laughs> stuff, that's That's crazy. so 60s. That's, right. that's really that's Mickey so Mouse. 60s. Forget yeah. that. Right. Yeah. But this idea of being there for a couple of weeks is really great because it gives you plenty of time to explore the surface. And the other part that really jazzes me is... You can play a full round of golf. <laughs> if you're there for that long, Sure. And just imagine what the holes are like. Yeah. Alan Shepard only got one, two swings. That was it. Not enough. Mm -hmm. Terrible. But I'm also excited about the possibility of pulling the, the resources you need from the lunar surface. Like mining the ice in the crater at the South Pole that they want to land near so that they can pull out the oxygen and the hydrogen to use for breathing and for water and for fuel and all that sort of stuff. And actually building up a research base that people can hang out in for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, cool. it's mind-boggling. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Now, the connective thing here is that 
If Elon Musk can ever get Starship to do what it's supposed to do, then the amount of payload that can be carried up to the moon is ridiculous. And that means a huge explosion of what can happen on the surface because you can now take so much material in one throw. Referencing the the Titan and its trip down to see the Titanic and so on and so forth and what we know about the risk factors of all that stuff, if, if they come, if Elon Musk comes to Derek Pitts and says... Uh, we'd like you to be part of that first uh, research colony uh, up on the moon. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just smiled. Yeah, an interesting smile, Mr. Pitts. Yeah. So I've been close. <laughs> I've so I've been close before. Uh-huh. Okay. And I said no because I didn't want to be on the first mission. <laughs> right. Right. I agree. You know, this is like being a Star Trek. Yeah. This is like being on star- a red shirt. A red on shirt. Star Trek. <laughs> no, I don't want to be on the first mission. I agree. Two or yeah. three. You know, that's close enough. Yeah. No, no not the first one. Thank you. I want to be on the one that offers beverage service. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. On. I want catering. I want clean bathrooms. <laughs> I want real bathrooms. That makes sense. Uh, I was talking the other day about the, um, uh, the volunteers that have started the Mars uh, simulation, the, the, the living in a, uh, uh, they, they have a yeah, 3D printed habitat. Printed, uh, habitat. And, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they're going to be in there for, I think, over a year somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, sometime in that time frame. Uh, I, I find that fascinating. You talk about um, uh, funding and, and uh, who all gets employed. And, and I know these are volunteers, but there are so many things going on that take years and years and years of development before they actually come to fruition. Yeah. And this is that type of thing. And I, I think it would be cool to be one of these volunteers. You don't have to go through the danger of actually going to Mars, but you can get as close as you possibly can uh, to being a part of this thing. I think that's going to be a, a, a really important thing to do to understand how humans react yes. to being to, to, to working in a very small group isolated from the rest of the world for a long period of time. I mean, we don't have any experience at this. And the selection process of the people who will have to travel... First come, first serve. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they will have to do extensive psychological background checks, make sure that yeah. the personalities gel Tell with each you. other. That's, yeah. that's my concern is the psychological testing. I mean, suppose you have someone that is bright enough to outwit the psychologist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh right. Yes. A, a Hannibal Lecterish. An ex-murderer yeah. slips right. through the screening process. Yeah. And Man. then and then what do you do? Oh, that is a movie right there. It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right. credit for it. Derek Pitts Productions, yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Instead of the MGM lion, it could be you roaring at the screen. <laughs> um, but they are really special people that do this kind of stuff. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, these are the kind of people we need to do this exploration. Um, with your Night Skies exhibits, uh, is there anything uh, noteworthy going on in our skies this time of year? Hey, we got a g- lot of great stuff to see in the evening sky this month, July. Let me do July for you. Okay. Uh, July in the western sky, low on the horizon right after sunset. You'll see Venus. Venus is bright and easy to recognize. You can't miss it. Mars is not too far away from it. So as soon as the sky gets dark, you can go out and see it now. There's Venus. Mars is just above a little bit to the left. Now, here's the cool thing. The cool thing is that July 20th, the 54th anniversary of the first man landing on the moon, the moon actually is going to slide right past Venus. So if you've never seen Venus, don't know what it looks like, look for the moon on the night of July 20th. And then the next night, July 21st, the moon is going to be right next to Mars. So this way you can find the two of them really easily. Yeah, and, I, and I've said before, I have a uh, um, uh, telescope, and they're not that uh, expensive. The Celestrons have the 
they will triangulate. Yeah, they the find automatic it. tracking and everything and, and figure and, out where it is. Yeah, because I'm too stupid. And yeah. uh, but when you know when you see someone like you, <laughs> right? <laughs> when you see someone just who has never really bothered to look at the moon through a telescope, suddenly you can see in their face. My God! Oh yeah, we're pl- uh, you're being placed somewhere in the universe, and it suddenly you know centers you in a way. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think you have. I think for the for the person that's never seen an object through a telescope before, if you look at the moon, you can have the same kind of discovery experience that Galileo had. Yeah, and I always wonder. I wonder what kind of curse words came out of his <laughs> head when he first saw Jupiter in the telescope, right? Because yeah. you can see the moons. That's what blows me away. When you look at Jupiter and you see all those, there's a whole bunch of them surrounding yeah. that you yeah. can see through a telescope. Yeah. And it, it blows your mind when you see it. It really is amazing. Yeah. And just looking at the moon alone, I mean, yeah. with the craters and the mountains and everything, first quarter moon is the best time to look at the moon with a telescope <sighs> and you will be blown away. The okay. shadows, I mean, because it, it, give, oh it gives you definition. The three-dimensional yeah. Yeah, oh, It seems like in the past year or two, we've had uh, celestial events where the, the planets have aligned in the sky. It oh, seems yeah. like more so than I've ever noticed in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, and that is, that's pretty special. We need to I pay think. attention. The, the aliens are telling us something <laughs> about what the level of power is. We are, we're lucky to, to, to be observing <laughs> the sky at particular times when these, you know, quote unquote alignments are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact is that if they happen in the evening sky, we tend to notice them. If they happen in the pre-dawn sky, we're not awake, so we don't see yeah. them. But they happen more often than we think they do. We actually see a lot, though, because we're up. Because well, yeah, you're up. Yeah, 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 there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. That's right, yeah. of course. So you would see them. I had, uh, we had uh, someone who had reached out a few years ago at uh, Eastern uh, University, and they have a, um, an observer there, they the do, observatory yeah. there. And um, what I didn't realize is the, the astronomer that, that helped us out, the astronomy student, is you guys live a lifetime in the dark. Astronomers stay up all night long. Yeah. I did not realize yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. And sure. it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, um, if, you're using, if you're using optical telescopes, then that's when the getting is good is when it's yeah. dark out. So, so you're a bit of a night owl? You know, it's interesting. For astronomy, yes. Otherwise, no. Okay. Uh-huh. No, but I'll stay up all night to watch some astronomical thing happen for <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. because... Often, you know, what happens in astronomy is you have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see something. Right. You know, so you, what's what's given up a couple of hours of sleep to see something amazing in the universe? Absolutely. Yeah. The uh, Nice Guys program at the Franklin Institute, is, it's it's incredible. I was lucky enough to do it with you one time, Derek, and, and uh, just to look at, yeah. um, you know, we looked at the moon, and we looked, you know, the, the telescope and the observatory is really incredible. Right. I know you spent some time um, in Haleakala, right, doing the observatory uh, there as well? Uh, Mauna Kea Observatory. Mauna Kea, spent some time at Mauna Kea. I've been there a few times. Uh, visiting the observatory there and had a fabulous opportunity to be in the dome at night. <sighs> what, what kind of level up is that? Uh, let me see. Mauna Kea is 14,600 feet up. You are definitely feeling dopey if you're not on, <laughs> on oxygen. Yeah. Uh, and it takes you a little bit to acclimatize, but that's that's not the highest. I mean, the, yeah. I've also been to uh, the radio observatory in... Uh, Chile, which is at 16,000 wow. feet, right? And that's truly amazing because that panoply down there, you're surrounded by volcanoes in the in the Andes mountains yeah, at that yeah. point. So that's pretty high up there. So, yeah, Mauna Kea is really great because they have great telescopes there. And the cool thing about working there is you spend the night working up there at 14,000 feet where the temperature is in the 30s and maybe the wind is blowing at 25 miles an hour. So it feels like it's zero up there, right? 
But then the next morning, you can go down and swim in the ocean. Yeah. The temperature is in the low 80s. So you can't be That's that. wild. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's Hawaii. Come on. Right? Um, well, listen, Derek, you've had a chance to gaze at a lot of stars in your lifetime, but today you're going to be closer to a star than you've ever been because I've just been told Mr. George Wallace <laughs> is in our Acme wow. Lounge right now. You're now going to that's see him. fantastic. Right? And you're going to a show this weekend, right? I was just going to be satisfied with you folks as stars. <laughs> but now that he's here... Yeah. Forget uh, you guys. Yeah, I'm going to the show on Friday night. Can't awesome. wait. Looking awesome. forward to it. Well, this will be a real treat. Yeah, hang out for a bit while he's here. If you hey, don't thanks. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, listen. Uh, yes, the uh, the upcoming Night Skies exhibits. Uh, you can find the information on uh, the uh, Franklin Institute's website, uh, and it's uh, the Fells Planetarium. Uh, and the website is uh, Franklin.edu. Is that it or? fi.edu fi.edu yeah check out our planetarium stuff we have great stuff happening the planetarium we are lucky to have it here we're lucky to have you here as well thank you we thank you for being my pleasure it's always great to see you thanks man uh derek pitts on the president steve show and we will come back in a moment as i said yes mr george wallace is going to be joining us he's at helium comedy club tomorrow and saturday so stick around we'll be back and i tell you what let me give away uh let's give you something to drink all right i have uh a 24 pack of Mary can, Bloody Mary in a can. It's nice. ready to drink. Bloody Marys. And we'll take call number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. Obviously, you have to be at least 21. It's canned. Yes, it's a Bloody Mary. And yes, it's awesome. Find Mary can at PA Fine Wine and Good Spirits. Or you can ask for it wherever you shop. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is a legend. He will be at Helium Comedy Club tomorrow and Saturday, 7 and 9.30, both nights. Tickets at heliumcomedy.com. Give some love to the one and only Mr. George Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. That lady, what's her name, Kathy? Yes. She read that traffic so well. I could not do copy. I cannot, you know, I can read, but I can't read on radio. Can you believe that? Really? I can read on television. I can read the, 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 the teleprompters. Tele- 
But yeah. to read copy like she just did and doing the traffic, that's fantastic. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate and, that. And it's her first day, and you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> but thank y'all for having This is a real show here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got eight people, and you yeah. got a black astronomer. What do you call him? Astronomer? Astronomer. Yeah. In this room. Yes. There's only two in the world, you know. Yeah. And then you got me. And then we got you. <laughs> but yeah. it's so good to be here with you two guys. Oh, it's absolutely. the whole company this morning, you know. Oh, we're huge, we're huge fans, and yes. it, it, it's an honor. Honor to have you here. I know. There's something wrong with me. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> no, that's what we love about you. That when, I, when I describe people, uh, would describe your style of comedy at, over the course of years, and when people talk about someone who is s- smooth on stage and mm. then sells, you are intrinsically funny. You are f- a funny person. And and there are not many that are. I mean, there are great comedians. There's no two ways about it. But you know what I'm saying? You you're you're funny away from the stage. And there are a lot of people. I'm sure you know who turn it on and turn it off. But you carry that with you. So I'm just uh, a happy guy. I'm in a business that I love, and and uh, I I thank God. And uh, you have a passion that you love doing. Look, you guys are making people happy. Yeah, that's what I do. And I go on stage, and and, and, and all I do is lie. I just love to lie and make up <laughs> stuff. So I have the greatest job in the world. So and to and to make people happy. And when I see happy people, it makes me happier. I love my life. I just teach the young people getting out of college, make sure you enjoy your life. Yeah. And, and you're you're yeah. you're a working comedian. You love to tour. And I one thing I noticed, you came in here with a big legal pad. Yes. And I know that your dear friend Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, he, the legal... I introduced him to the legal. Were you pad. the one? No I kidding. sent him uh, about uh, we can't find a dual cushion anymore, the hard back cover. Right. So, but I introduced him to this. But we've both been writing on the yellow pads because there was a scene in a, a, well, a, a bit of his Netflix documentary about him, and it, they show him in the street with all of the pads, reams all of, the of legal pads. Yeah. 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 And, and some of those were my jokes, by the way. <laughs> you know, they just passed a Seinfeld law over in New Jersey about when people call your house. What do you call them? Telemarketers? Yes. Right, yeah. And he says, uh, can you give me my number? And so while you're calling my house, let me call you back. Yeah. So that's actually my joke, and Jerry Barden used it for the show. So it should be called the Wallace Law. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. You tell the government of that over in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, you, so you were, uh, you met each other in New York. You were... 1976. I, we start at the same time. At uh, Catch you, Rising Star. Were you working at an wow. ad agency as well? Or oh, when I started comedy, yeah, I was, uh, I forgot about that. I actually finished school in Akron, Ohio. Okay. And, uh, and I, I was uh, you know, uh, marketing and advertising. I moved to New York and got a job back in Cleveland selling rags, real rags. Dude, I sold the ShamWow. The ShamWow <laughs> existed. Before it had a name. And I was working wow. for this company. And I made, I, I went to Earl Scheib. You all remember Earl Scheib? Yeah. I, I was on commission. I made $3,500 in one day. And wow. In, in, in the regional, in the Brooklyn area. So and I good. never heard from that account again. <laughs> the, the place, Cleveland Cotton Products, took that away from me because they wouldn't let this little black guy make that much money. It went nationwide at Earl Shide. So that would have been $3,500 all over, at least every month for so, me. Wow. So, George, you, you obviously had a knack for, uh, as a salesman and, and doing that. But the, the, attra- do now. The, the attraction of comedy, though... That was more that that overrode because you you could have gone for this aspect. You're hey, I'm successful here. I'm just going to stick with this. What drew your comedy? I was making seventy five thousand, seventy four thousand dollars back in nineteen seventy two. Mm. I didn't care about the money. I just wanted to be a comedian since I was six years old. Right, and that's what I'm doing right now. I could care less about money. Don't tell the club I said that. Honor your ethics, and that's what I teach yeah. the young kids. Just show people you love what you do, and the money will come. 
Yeah, because look sage at advice. Guys, there's not one person here doing anything. Look at that. None of you doing a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you make it. You happen to find. Were you, were you putting on shows when you were little, you know, like uh, shows for the family or anything like that? I think so, because I, <laughs> I would go home, because I'm from the South, and we had to go to church, and I would go home and repeat anything that went wrong, and they said stupid stuff in church, like uh, uh, if the preacher would lie, you know, especially the black church, a preacher today, a black preacher would walk up in the pulpit today with the Bible in his hand and says, I won't be long, just flat out lie. <laughs> <laughs> flat out lie. I won't be long. <laughs> then yeah. they had something called, I don't know what they're doing in the white church or not, but what I think called, the doors of the church are open. That means, you know, it's, I, w- I used to look back and go, those doors not open. That means, like, it's time to, you're welcome to come and join the church. <laughs> right, right, right. And then I, I used to just think of stupid stuff, like the, the steak dinner. I thought they were saying a steak dinner. Uh-huh. And they just, they used to just, I used to just <laughs> tell jokes and watching Red Fox, Mons Maybe, Johnny Carson. I would take those jokes as a kid and go back to school. You and, you and won the Mons Maybe Award. Uh, you were given that. And Mons, a lot of people don't remember Mons Maybe. Uh, did you get to ever work with her, actually? I did not, but I did get to uh, write, to Red, uh, write for Red Fox. That's and, amazing. Another, so we, we, we play this quote all the time. No, we do. Shut up, dummy. And he is he was just in a class by himself. I remember my parents listening to... The record, you know, he's like a party, party record, record to come yeah. out, and it would be all stuff that you the kids shouldn't hear, right. but they loved Red Fox. Listen to me, they call it party records. They, yeah. Our parents had those records, and this, it wasn't for kids. No. As soon as they would hit the door or go to church, <laughs> what did the kids do? Put it up. Yeah. Those parents must have been crazy. They think we weren't going to listen to those jokes. Like there's that. Uh, there's a show called uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's about a female comedian in the early 1960s. Yes. And uh, she's kind of trying to make her uh, her way in, in the comedy scene. And at some point, somebody finds these tapes of Red Fox. She had yes. never heard anything like that before. And it was like a light came on. And mm-hmm. it was Red Fox telling dirty jokes and things that nobody had ever heard before. Right, right. And it was, he was really underground uh, for a yeah, while. And if you think that's something, when people in Las Vegas went to see Red Fox, they thought they were going to see Fred Sanford. Right. Right. Big difference. Big difference. And Red had a joke. That's why, that's right, white lady, I said the F word, I'm going to say it again, because it was <laughs> completely different. And to yeah. go around, and I wrote the Red Fox Variety Show after uh, Sanford and Son. I remember now that. Now today, I just went to Norman Lear three years ago. I said, you're rebooting everything else. Let's reboot Sanford and Son. He says, eh, I don't know about this pretty hard. So we came up with the idea. Now we have a new show called Clean Slate, and it's more like Sanford and Dora. That's, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. so what's going to happen is, and this show is coming, we already shot all the episodes, comes out in uh, around Christmas time. Okay. I have a daughter, a friend of mine, had two kids, a boy and a girl, twins, and the boy never identified as a boy. Yeah. So what's going to, ah, a light bulb went off in my head. So now I have a kid that, in Mobile, Alabama, the show is based, kid that left home like most kids do, went to New York City to do their thing, came back 27 years later, knocks on the door, dad, it's me. Me who? Are you... Edwin's uh, Desmond's wife. So my son has transgendered. Okay. And I can't deal with this. So that's what the show is about. It's I'm called gonna, Clean Slate? Clean Slate. I'm going to be educated. America's going to be educated to learn how to live, love, uh, laugh, and, and, and listen. I love it. So that's what it's all about. And, uh, it, and Laverne Cox is my daughter. Oh, oh great. Perfect. So it's going to be very, very controversial. 
about the, the sexuality and 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 we deal with the pronouns and all of that. We okay. deal because I don't know what I am today. <laughs> you got to he. You got to put your name he him. All that stuff. You know. You, you know what? You got to do that stuff now, and you got to be very careful. And you can't say these people. It's pretty tough out there now. So with Norman Lear though has a, has a pedigree with all this. He's dealt with these these issues for, for a long yes. time. And just by the way. He's got the, the, the touch. So was this the first time you've worked with Norman Lear? No, I met Norman back uh, 30 years ago. They had a new show called 704 Houses Street that lived next door to uh, Archie, Archie Bunker. Bunker. Yeah. And I chose my own show with CBS at the time. And I, Terrence Howard was my son. It was about uh, basketball. And so my show didn't work. We went on for a half a season. And uh, so I didn't... I, I just knew Norman for a long time. Right. And he remembered me. He says, okay, we put the idea together. He's 100 years old. He still goes to all of the meetings with us. And we found out the longevity to long life is wearing a hat. A super hat? <laughs> <laughs> you see, I have a hat, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to get a hat. You write that down. That's a joke. People laughed at us. See, that's a, I got to remember the jokes of that right now. Yeah, yeah. Here's the pen. Yeah, here's your pen, yeah. Well, you, was he my... commenting about your uh, penmanship, Nick? Yeah. I So I had the honor of uh, adding to George's... Uh, pad, legal pad for, with jokes, and we were talking about black astronomers and Neil deGrasse Tyson and Derek Pitts, who's still in the studio. And that's what Is I, he still here? He's, he's right behind you. Yeah. Oh, that's him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Steve, I, I wrote uh, a couple of quick notes, and um, and then George took a look, and he's like, oh, man, I'm not going to let you write anything else in the pad today. You think a doctor's is pretty much bad. This is really bad. But it's quite an honor to be able to add anything to your legal pad, so well, thank you. Well, thank you so much. And I, that's where jokes come from. You just, you just listen, and you can... Like, well, like, I was walking by this place this morning called Five Guys Hamburger. Five Guys, yeah. I'm thinking, that's just too many people touching my meat. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about hotels uh, out in the green room, and, you know, we, we were just sharing about shampoo. and Hotels and so. is a lie. That's okay. another one that's a lie. You, Oh, my God. Guess what? This hotel I'm staying in, Philly, you can't check in to 4, but you got to check out by 11. Yeah. That's a lie. That's yeah. not 24 hours, is yep. it? You're exactly right. Yep. Why right. is that? It, yep. should be like a, it should be like a rental car. You pick it up at 8, you turn it in at 8. Right. That's some bull crap right there. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. When you check in at 4, I want to check out at 4. How are you in traveling? Are you? Do you like? Because obviously, you you clearly love stand up because you you were always touring and you love it and you love interacting with people. That's not up for a debate. However, that doesn't necessarily mean you like to travel. I are love you good? to travel. Do My you? first degree was in transportation, dude. I was in Dubai yesterday. Really? Yeah. And you ever been? Anybody been to Dubai? No, never. They got the world tallest building. It's yeah. one hundred and sixty stories. Right. And if you jump off, you have like. Three days to change your mind. <laughs> but I love travel. Travel is the number one industry in the world. Transportation is. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of people think it would be automobile, automobile industry or it would be oil industry, but transportation is the number one industry. Hey, how, how, how old is your... So you're, you're, we think of you as such, as such an icon here. I, I, how are you received around the world? I go everywhere. Yeah, I was in Shanghai yesterday. Did I tell you that? <laughs> I was in Shanghai well, you just said Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to talk. You don't want to talk. <laughs> you just said Dubai and now Shanghai. I'm Dubai Southwest. It's tough. This guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It was in the 70s. <laughs> not the temperature of the decade. So you, you were in Vegas not that long ago with your buddy Jerry. Well, I did. Uh, I, what happened was I was just uh, sitting there talking to him and uh, on the phone. He said, I'm going to Vegas and let Eleven o'clock was eight o'clock in the morning. Then, does you want to go? I said, yeah. And so I just it's three hours later, he showed up. 
I just grabbed my backpack and left the lights on, left the air on, and just went to Las Vegas. I was there when they won the hockey, the, the, uh, oh, the, the, the NHL. NHL. Yeah. 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 I have pictures of me with the cop. No what? way. I, yeah. Did you just say no way? No, I didn't no, no. okay. you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, That's Mr. Wallace. <laughs> Dr. Wallace. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Wallace. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Doctor. Are you a hockey fan? <sighs> I am. And when, at the right time, I live in Las Vegas, dude. And I'm, I'm an ambassador. Hmm. For the uh, city of Las Vegas, okay, and to for them to bring the, they brought the cup to me. Ah, and it's I, the Stanley Cup, yeah, yeah the Stanley Cup, and I, and I did Sherry Shepard on uh, last Friday, uh, a week ago, not even a week ago, and I had the picture of me with the cup. And um, oh, I saw that she didn't. Most have black it. people don't know what the hell is called Stanley. <laughs> they, they, people go, is that a fountain? <laughs> and some of the black people said that's an air fryer. An <laughs> <laughs> air fryer. Listen, it was awesome to. to I, I love all the sports, you know. And this is Philly. Philly is not uh, a good city for me for sports because you know I'm from Atlanta. We have Atlanta. It's always something Philly beat us out of. They yeah, beat us, they yeah. Beat us, the, the Braves last year, right? Yeah. To go to the mm -hmm. uh, World Series. And then, then the football is always back and forth with your the brother's a, a player. Yes, was well, my brother was my yeah. brother was a, a Steve Wallace. No, he still is Steve Wallace. Uh, <laughs> he was number four. He played. I'm so blessed. I have seven Super Bowl rings in my family. Did you know that? My brother Steve Wallace played for the 49ers with Joe Montana and Steve Young. Three Super Bowl rings, a money tumor, uh, two, and um, played for the New York Giants, yeah. and then Bobby Hamilton. For wow. The My mama played football, man. <laughs> Your mother played football as she well. Said, Don't talk back. Was she a tough mother? Oh, my mama, oh, my mama used to make an appointment to uh, punish you. We could be in church. <laughs> we could be in church. <laughs> we could be in church just playing around the kids. My mom would be in the choir saying she'd whisper, she'd make an appointment. She'd just go, you could read her lips. Friday morning, nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna whoop your ass. Kids don't get spankings anymore. So oh I'm yeah, I have the greatest parents in the world. Oh, I've had, I had those where you're, 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 and it was my mom that was the was. Yes, yes, not my, daddy, my dad. Only, my dad. It was my dad could say some stupid stuff though. Yeah, I went to his, uh, Father's Day was wasn't like two weeks ago. Yeah, I went to his grave. He's a great man. He used to say stupid stuff like I would come home and come home from college, University of Akron. Sit down, boy. I said, What's wrong, Dad? Sit down. I said, what do I going to do? He said, listen, I'm not going to pay all this money for you to go to college going up there making all kind of trouble. I said, I'm not in trouble. He says, boy, I got a letter here say you're on the dean's list. Let me tell you something. But I make sure I went to his grave and I make sure he's the greatest dad. Uh, and I make sure he has more flowers on his grave than anybody in that cemetery. Uh, well, true. actually, what I do, I go down there around 4 or 5 o'clock <laughs> after everybody else is gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I take flowers off. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Oh my God. He did. He did. <laughs> Daddy doesn't know. I, I, you need to come to Helium's this weekend. Uh, I'm doing show. Is there two shows tomorrow? Two shows tomorrow and two shows, tomorrow and two shows on Saturday. I might not. Okay. <laughs> I'm guaranteed salary, so I might, you know. So yeah, that's hey, it. What I'm um, doing funny, I could care less. <laughs> Do you have kids as well? I have four kids. Four kids? Yeah. yeah. And you know what I did? For my, my kids never had a passport. And I told them, I said, you guys are stupid. Because I traveled a lot since about three years ago before COVID. You were just in Shanghai yesterday. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I was in New Orleans yesterday. But I did for my kids. I made yeah. them all get a passport. Uh, and I said, I'm going to call you one day and be ready to go. Sure enough, just before COVID, 2019, I said, be at the airport uh, at a certain time on right. Friday. And I sent them from Atlanta and Cleveland to come to New York, John F. K. And they were wait waiting for them. And they brought them into the 
uh, Atlantic, what you call it, Virgin Atlantic? Right. Uh, yeah. VIP Terminal. lounge. Yeah. And we had a private shelf. They haven't ever seen anything like that. And they did not know what it, I said, bring clothing for hot and warm. We're going to go on a cruise. Mm. They had no idea where we're going. So we're walking out and I had the uh, receptionist asking, where are you guys going? They said, we don't know. And he says, congratulations, you're going to London, England. They start crying right there. Ah. Yeah, and every three days I would wake them up and uh, and have your stuff ready to go tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. And the next day, I said, we're going to Munich, Germany. I love to lie, right? <laughs> so when they got to the train station, they said, this doesn't say Munich. This sign says this train is going to Paris. Uh, we're going to Paris. Uh, oh, wow. Every three days, the next day, said, uh, we're going to go into the airport. And we got to the airport. We didn't know what gate. Until we got there, and it says Barcelona, or Barcelona. Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Barcelona, because the king of Spain had to live. <laughs> so that's why they say Ibiza and Barcelona. You're going to learn a lot from me. So, But that's what I did with my kids. I took them away to wow. travel. And they never, I wanted to buy them a car or something like that. But me and Seinfeld thought again, do something they'll never forget. Yeah. No, that's clearly, yeah, that's so, so my, my, my father's turning 95, um, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks. And he says that the absolute essential thing to do in life is travel. Because life is backwards. There's yeah. another thing I teach young kids. You hear most old people say, when I turn 65, I'm going to retire and travel all over the world. Boy, yeah. you too damn old. you got to <laughs> do it. I'm teaching young kids. As soon as you get out of college, yeah. high school, get on an airplane, go to other countries and, and learn other cultures. Charge it to your parents. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> It's so important to travel and have yeah, fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you like to uh, do you like to sample different cuisines from uh, from other countries? Or I, let me tell you what happened. I yeah. do. I love great food. Well, you were just in New Orleans. <laughs> no, I was, in, I was in Orlando this morning. The papaya, what do you call that thing with the, all of the things? What do you call it? The, it's the yeah. Spanish dish. Oh, uh, paella? paella. 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 Yeah. yeah. I don't like. There's too much stuff in there. Yeah. And one day I went to a Spanish restaurant and I said, "Oh yeah," because I don't speak the language that well. I said, "I have one of those," and uh, and I'm going like, and I got it, and I said, "Boy, this is the toughest onion rings I ever had in my life." (laughs) It was that octopus stuff. What you call it? (laughs) (laughs) But I love the Greek food. I I love the Greek food. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I. He, uh, what do you call that? Hero? Hero. Hero. I was at yeah. Atina. People say gyro, but it's hero. Gyro. Yeah. And I had, I, they were so good with the fresh onions and the tomatoes ah. and, and the lamb. I went to one place like five times in a day. I was embarrassed. And I had to go, of course, that's just like a hot dog to, and grease stuff. Yeah. I was embarrassed because I had eaten so many. And they were only like 29 cents at the time. But mm-hmm. I was, but I love different food. Italian food might be my second favorite cuisine. Okay. Uh, do you cook? Are you, do you, will you? Dude, I have four houses. I, did, I didn't do drugs. I did real estate, okay? Okay. <laughs> All of my houses. No, I don't think to cook. Maybe one time in New York. Maybe uh, three times in Atlanta. I love going out. Yeah. And I don't like going to people's home for dinner either because I think that's a lot of work people put in. I said, let's go out. Right. Yeah, yeah I, no, I, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah, you always so, feel like you're in imposition. So Italian's your second favorite. What's your first favorite? Soul food. Soul <laughs> food. All right. Oh, we've got places here. Yeah. I know you do. You got used to have a place here called uh, the Rib Crib. It was the best barbecue in town. It was over on Germantown Avenue. Right, right. Because I like to go to a barbecue place where somebody just got shot. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Nobody got out of line. You know it's good. Nobody just kicked the bite over. You don't know what they barbecue sauce. So if they just got shot there, that's where you're going to go. You know that's some good barbecue. (laughs) And listen, so (laughs) there's nothing wrong with this crew. You know, it's a lot of fun doing your job, isn't it? Yeah, Uh, it it absolutely is.
Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, well, George is going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club, and uh, like he was saying, there's uh, two shows tomorrow night and two shows on Saturday, and you can go to heliumcomedy.com and get those tickets now. Yeah. Seven one, and nine thirty are the shows. One of the legends, one of the absolute yeah. best. Do not miss the opportunity. It's a lot of fun, and especially I haven't been to Philly in a long time. It's I'm usually over at Atlantic City and Harris at a big room. But this is up close and personal. It's a great club. And it's, it's tremendous. To, I haven't been there yet, but it's uh, but to talk in Philly, yeah. it's going to be great. So if you haven't been out since COVID and you need some medicine, you need laugh in your life, you're having a problem, forget about your bills, your anger. If you're getting a divorce, this is a good show to come to. You're still going to get your divorce, but at least... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you're definitely going to get your divorce. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't miss one of the greatest of all time, George Wallace. Thank you for being here, George. I love you. Absolutely nothing you can do about it. (laughs) We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Metallica. Larkin Poe. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. We are going to dive right into the B-File. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, it's brought to you this morning by Rita's. Rita's five-layer gelati is back for a limited time only, and you can build your own masterpiece. So... Two people were rushed to the hospital in Maryland, and a third person was evaluated after an explosion at a home on Tuesday evening. And the explosion is said to have been caused by someone either manufacturing or modifying fireworks ahead of the 4th of July holiday. seems like a safe endeavor. Yeah, right? Firefighters were called for the report of smoke seen coming from a home. And at the scene, firefighters noticed smoke coming from the home and garage. They also found damage as a result of an explosion. Investigators say that most of the damage was found in the garage, but the cars in the driveway were also damaged and some windows were blown out. I just didn't think it had enough boom. Uh, Officials say that the damage was extensive enough to condemn the home. Uh, First responders took two people to the hospital following the explosion, and one was suffering from life-threatening injuries. Like, so this is a real deal. And the other from serious but not life-threatening injuries. Detectives say both people suffered a variety of traumatic injuries. The current conditions are not known at this point. They said there was no fire, just an explosion. Looking to modify the fireworks. Dude, yesterday I saw a video I haven't seen in a little while with the the holiday uh, looming. And you guys have seen it. You know, it's been on TikTok and everywhere else, but... Where they're, you know, the family sitting on the front yard and they light oh, up a yes. firework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of it shoots over and hits some stuff underneath the car and then <laughs> everything yeah. goes up. Yeah. And it's just insane how much is going on. It's like on apocalypse now. Yep. All right. This is great. Imagine 1,100 people dressed and wigged out just like Dolly Parton all in one place at the same time singing and dancing. I think about that all the time. Well, now imagine most of them have unmistakable Irish accents. That was the scene at the Dolly Day event in Listow, Ireland, as the town threw a fundraiser with an entrance requirement that all participants come wearing a full head-to-toe Dolly Parton costume. Uh, so is there any connection this town has to Dolly other than being fans? Uh, no. I mean, uh, a representative of the real Dolly Parton was on hand for the event and promised to share pictures with her in hopes uh, to of convincing her to visit the town. So it was a fundraiser okay, uh, for Kerry Hospice and Chemo Center, but 
I don't know why they chose Dolly Parton. I have no idea. Why not? Why not? But they did, and they loved it. Uh, listen to this. A teacher in Italy who was fired for 20 years of absence in 24 years at schools near Venice has vowed to tell her side of the story. So she was employed for 24 years, yet was absent for 20 of those years. That is correct. And she's got a story to tell. Yes. I uh, can explain this. Uh, Cynthia DeLeo was dismissed in 2017 after she reappeared for four months and triggered complaints. Italy's highest court confirmed the dismissal after a legal battle, saying that her absences showed a permanent and absolute ineptitude. You're you're just not into this job, are you? Ms. DeLeo has condemned the ruling and vowed to reconstruct the truth. And the the, kid, did the kids ever complain? Uh, actually, yes, they did. So the, the secondary school teacher who specialized in history and philosophy said that she had documents to prove her story, but told the newspaper, sorry, but I'm at the beach right now. <laughs> My dog ate it. Uh, she said, I'll reconstruct the truths of the facts yes. in an absolutely unique and surreal story. I want to be in that courtroom when that happens. So she was reinstated in 2018 after a ruling by a judge in Venice, but the education ministry appealed against the decision, and it was reversed by the Supreme Court last week. Wait, you wanted me to work all 24 years? <laughs> so the ministry argued that the teacher had to keep out of the classroom or had kept out of the classroom. From 20 out of her 24 years of service. For the first 10 years, she was completely absent, and her absences in other 14 years were attributed to sickness, personal or family reasons as well. And the court heard that in a four-month period in 2015, uh, when she did teach, that students complained of her lack of preparedness, her failure to bring textbooks, and her, quote, random and improvised way of grading. Uh, an inspection found that she was unprepared and inattentive, but and, she loves to shape young minds. And students refused to take part in her classes as she was distracted by her phone all the time. Okay. Yeah. I, I blame her superiors for not canning her ass. Her 2017 dismissal turned into a legal battle going through an appeal and a counter appeal before finally arriving at the top court. It's taking a little bit longer, though, because her lawyer never shows up. Her defense of freedom of teaching was rejected by the court, which argued that it was a teacher's responsibility to guarantee students a right to study. So it's beyond outlandish. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. We got time for another one? Yeah, let me see here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to tell you guys about this. Florida police related a treehouse community uh, known as Meth Island. Meth Island. Recently okay. in Daytona Beach, yes. It's, That's the new dating show on Fox, right? Uh, it's booby-trapped Meth Island. Uh, the island... Oh. That's was covered <laughs> in wooden structures, trampolines, and even a mini skate park. Uh, Meth Island has become well-known on social media due to rampant drug use. A number of wooden structures cover the space like a community center and spaces for rent. But though they have an active pickleball community. Uh, they have video of it, and a deputy can be heard saying in police footage, it's pretty impressive, honestly. The number of structures has grown exponentially over the last couple of years. Huh. Unfortunately, these structures could become dangerous during hurricane season and pose a threat to the uh, mangroves. So the structures on Meth Island aren't up to code? I know it's hard to believe. Uh, some areas have been booby-trapped. To prevent outsiders from entering, and police say that they will focus on these traps at a later date. I gotta say, uh, we're looking at some of the homes on Meth Island. That, um, they're viable. Uh, yeah. So the uh, occupants were on. No occupants were on the island. You know what uh, they say is a big selling point during the time of the raid. Access to meth. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what you want at Meth Island, a place named Meth Island. 
And that is the last story I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, we have a couple of guests that are in our studio. And we have been fans of Mystery Science 3000 for ages. And we've had a chance to talk to various people involved with the show. These guys are going to be, and this is perfect, at Blobfest, which is coming up at the, of course, classic Colonial Theater on July 16th. And we have some music to bring them on with, too. Uh, So, let me hit it here. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door. Must watch, watch, be careful of the blob. And that is Burt Bacharach, right? Yeah, yeah. Please welcome... Joel Hodgson and Matt McGinnis. Yeah. Yeah. and Steve, I noticed Steve was right on now. Yes. <laughs> he, just, he knows that song by heart. I'm a it. massive fan of the original Blob, Steve McQueen. Uh, the, in fact, the Criterion Company, they released a special collector's edition of the movie. Uh, and, and let me tell you something. Besides the, the part of it being connected to this wonderful event in and of itself, it's one of the seminal sci-fi movies of the of the 50s. It's, it's really well yeah. made and it's... Yeah, it's surprisingly like, well made. Yeah, and the, the effects when you really look at them are frightening. They're all done with photos and pushing like jelly through photos. <laughs> yeah, it was like scale models of um, the scenery of the theater and everything. Just like then they're just pushing this... And it works. It, it works. works. In fact, yeah. we, there's a scene literally where it comes to the opening in the projection wall, yep. and you can clearly see it's being pushed through. But um, I think of the the, the old uh, the old codger in the beginning mm-hmm. who makes has the misfortune of. You know, he, yeah. he pokes the, the the little meteorite and it cracks open. There we go. This is our poster. Uh, it looks oh, great. That's oh, that's sensational. It's that, it's that very scene. It's that's from that moment. Awesome. Yeah. And so. it, and it, uh, and it goes. Listen, and Steve McQueen was, uh, y- you know, he's he's great. There's this is his first film. Everyone's chewing up the scenery, yeah. Yeah. and it has many great moments. But it also has the kind of moments you guys can capitalize on tremendously because you know there's just. It has everything you would want in a movie of that time. It's just cheesy enough, but it's, it's competently made. Yeah. Yeah, it was really groundbreaking for its time, and it's charming as hell. And we brought a, we brought a bunch of stuff that we're going to have there, a bunch of our uh, you know gift bag for the VIP event. We oh. can sort out if you want. Uh, this, is such, take a look at that? this is a yeah, marriage sure. made in heaven sure. with Check you guys. Yeah. Is that a two-sided poster? Yeah, that's a two-sided yeah. poster, but this is all the merch. But, but there's a VIP ticket, and there's still some seats available with that, but it comes with a MST3K pocket watch. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. So, um, and lots of other stuff, socks and shoestrings and pins and stuff. But it's um, what's what's your? I have to ask you because first of all, it's going to be a home run, and everyone loves this. And, and you got to get your tickets uh, you know, now. It's on. Uh, what's the date? Uh, July fourteenth. Uh, July sixteenth is July when Blockfest yeah, right, Sunday, July sixteenth. Right. Yep. So, um, uh, what is your favorite um, mockable moment in the movie? Uh, because there's one that stands out for me. It's when the principal, whose own daughter. <laughs> Is trapped in the diner that is now covered by the blob. I love this. Has part. to think twice about using a rock to break into the school to get the fire extinguishers. Mm. I don't know. Were, I am the principal. Should I they save were... my daughter? <laughs> is she that important to me? Right. I think that I think the little goofy kid with the with the footy pajamas oh, is yeah. like really amazing. Can I right. William? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't like William. 
<laughs> he has a little cap gun he's shooting at the uh, at yeah. the blob. Yeah, Poor kid. Yeah, <laughs> has they had the... to take that kid out of the rain, man. <laughs> <laughs> has the blob been given the treatment before the Mystery Science Theater? No, no, no. And and we're we're we riffed the um, the trailer. The trailer, yeah. But uh, but it's sacred. We haven't riffed the blob. I, I think, yeah. and you always make the right choices on these things. About and you show well, thank you. You show the reverence to the um, because they're they're. I've always said when you talk about cult movies or movies that are are um, are forced, we're going to make this a cult movie. Mm-hmm. It never works, and it would never work for you guys. Yeah. Uh, it, it, they has the intent has to be there to make something good. That yeah. misses the mark. That's where you guys can excel, correct? Yeah, it's yeah. really true. And everybody, you know, a lot of people forget these movies were really made really quickly. And they were made to just get teenagers in a theater. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of expectations beyond that. There was no video back then. So right. they didn't know they'd ever, people would ever see these again. So. <laughs> yeah. That's an ongoing thing. Do you miss the sure. days of, uh, and, and it's well depicted in, um, and obviously we, in many of us, we're not cogent or, or uh, sentient at the point when these things were going on. But in the early days in the Ed Wood movie they depicted, they'd literally take a movie in a reels of film from town to town and go into different markets. And so a movie would open in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. And then it would, and it, it took a while for the role. You didn't have this nat- nationwide thing. And so they could build word of mouth. They called it four-walling back in the yeah. day. And that's why in all those old movies, you can't tell the date it was made because they use Roman numerals. Right. That's for a reason. So you don't know how old, didn't know how old the movie was. Interesting. Right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. And that's yeah. actually how the producer of The Blob got started. He was a distributor in Philadelphia. Shipping reels of movies out all over the country, and then just found himself producing movies like The Blob, Equinox. Stuff Equinox. Like that. So, yeah. I love Equinox. Yes. Fun movie. I yeah. saw that on a double bill with a movie called The Green Slime. Oh my God. Yeah. That was the first MST we ever did. Yeah. That yeah. was our pilot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's great. It's great uh, movie. So the VIP package, because I'm, I'm rifling through this stuff. We got the pocket watch, and I love these socks. Thank you. Uh, yeah. They've got Crow and Tom Servo and Gypsy on here. Uh, are these. You only get these for the event? No, they're available to to get. What what we're doing is part of our green initiative to get rid of all the stuff that was merch for our live tours. <laughs> right. So we're making that a bundle. It's a $150 value okay. if you get the $200 ticket. And we also have general admission, too, at popular prices, of course. All right, and that's you can do that through <laughs> popular prices. Yes. Conveniently located. Yes, near <laughs> you. At a theater near you. Thecolonialtheater.com is where you want to get yeah. that for Blobfest. Joel, I want to um, share a family moment with you, and and it ties back into MST3K because um, we downloaded Tubi not that long ago, and uh, I gave my son the remote, and he was scrolling through, and he came across a movie called Ega, King of Prehistoric oh. Schlock, and oh, yeah. uh, I had seen it only because of Mystery Science Theater mm-hmm. 3000, and Ben, my son, who's 16, never had, so we got to watch that movie together, and me and my fiance and my son, and... We did our own little version of MST3K, which is why part of that show is, you know, so popular over the years. And then I showed him your show, and he had never seen it before. He's 16. And so to have a new generation introduced to something that I found hilarious when I was in my teens and 20s uh, really made me happy. So thank you for, like, a generational thing. You know what? It happened to me, too. Like, I would watch it with 
try to show Mystery Science Theater to my kids and they yeah. didn't like it much until I played a Mike episode and it all lit up. They really? Thought, it's not my dad now. It's another right. guy. Right. So, That's yeah, funny. It's like, I could MST see that. is something dull dad does, right? That's how it's I felt, like, too. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> you both had the same. So, uh, and we ask this all the time because this is, this is the world, especially me, I live in this world. I love these films and, and I think you guys... Perform a service because these films need to be remembered, and and the blood and sweat that went Some into of it. them. So, yes, <laughs> and but you know it's it's a it's a bizarre way that we reckon what what is a classic with some of these. That's right, Ro- yeah. Robot Monster. Oh, Which yeah. is a oh, classic. Yeah. If you guys have ever seen the iconic image of the lo- gorilla wearing a diving helmet, essentially with a antenna, uh, and the th- Jillian bubble machine the is bu- also <laughs> part of it. The recipe there. It's just, it's un- unbelievable. And you could not describe that to someone. That movie was made, the intent was to make a, they weren't looking to make Citizen Kane, but they were looking to make a, an engaging a popcorn movie. Popcorn With a gorilla movie. suit and a diving helmet, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah we can. were just looking at that yesterday. There's a 3D version. So yeah. we're just. When did like, that come out? It, we just found out about it. So oh, it was, it was originally released in right. 3D. Oh, in the is 50s, that right? Yeah. And then it. Uh, it was restored just recently. So those bubbles could be floating out into the room. It's amazing. If it works. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and on, you know, Blobfest and on Sunday is MST3Con, which is our one-day, it's called Next Sunday AD, and that's our one-day convention. And it's like a film festival of trash cinema. You know, it's, it's basically just showing episodes from last season we just wrapped season 13 for mystery science theater and so we'll be showing our our favorite movies from that with the hosts from each of the episodes so it, and to, where, where's that taking that's place? Ba- that's on sunday at, at the colonial at theater the so okay. we're the last day of Blobfest. and okay. by the way when you're surrounded by people like-minded people who enjoy this stuff mm. it's a wonderful thing because it's yeah it's <laughs> Well, they, it's a little design. they have a super fun street fair on Saturday. The mm-hmm. run out for Blobfest is Friday, which they recreate that the scene iconic from the trailer running. Yeah. Where everybody runs out. Sundays, Saturdays, the a street fair, which is just a nerd heaven for any kind of you know, again, trash cinema or bl- the Blob or whatever. Yeah, and then we're our things on Sunday. So. so that that the actual running from the theater as depicted in the original Blob. Actually, has its own sort of history and lore and legends surrounding that. People who are actually who fall or get trampled and all yep. of that. Yeah, I think we had one time we talked about it, and didn't we have someone who was yeah, is it like an extra? Or was <laughs> right, it, right, yeah. yeah, on the scene, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. God, oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was you know they used people who lived in and around Phoenixville to be right. a part of that movie. And if you look at that scene, too, I mean, there's so many people, it's hard to direct that many people. If you look at a lot of the faces, a lot of people are laughing. Laughing. Yes. 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 They're having Peter. a great well, time. And the one, around the people who are laughing. We and won't yeah. use that. The one woman gets destroyed yeah. on the way out. And, yeah, it's and coming up. Like face plants. There she goes. Oh, yeah, geez. bang. That's hits tough. the ground. That's and then tough. people continue to run over her. <laughs> oh, but you're right. They're smiling and laughing on yeah, the way. They're, they're, they're having a blast. Yeah. They're trying not to laugh. Somebody just pushed Jello through the projection window. Yeah. Oh. Any idea how many takes that took? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Yeah. It's been so long ago, I don't even remember. <laughs> Try to block it out. Yeah. Um, so the, the episodes that you guys are going to be screening, um, uh, The Batwoman, this is what I have here. That's uh, an right. off-brand Mexican remake of Batwoman. Unofficial. I DC, Completely DC is not involved with the licensing of that film. Please don't tell them. Uh, and then, the, can you describe Munchie? That was one of Jonah's episode. but what is so, Munchie? Munchie... 
Like, what is he physically? Yeah, or the I never figured out what okay, he was. So, Munchie, the way I think of Munchie, he's sort of a oh, he... a magical troll chihuahua. Yeah, and he's, he's voiced by Dom DeLuise. By Dom DeLuise. At the what? end of his career. I he remember wears a leather jacket. Lonnie Anderson's in this movie, yeah, right? Exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. So it's amazing. Oh, my and God. Then, and it was a really hard, like you were saying, like, it's made a little tongue-in-cheek. Like, yeah. it's Dom DeLuise, so he's riffing, he's right. going off and on. And uh, that was really hard for the writers, because <laughs> they were like... Oh my God! Like, how do we? That was, do, do they need us? Like, nightmarish. nightmarish. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, it's terrific. And the one, uh, and the one, uh, that one that I did is Demon Squad, which has yeah. got its own unique charms. But really, mostly, they did all the makeup effects from the Party City. Yeah, it's all prosthetic. <laughs> Party all City. Really, you can see stock items cut out and put on people's faces. Yeah, lots of spirit gum. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. Munchie makes me think of? And it's a, a, a per. Nick and I are huge fans of Mac and Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, we riffed riff yeah. Mac yeah, and Me. I know, I know, yeah. And we actually had the director in one time. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and uh, we had to get to the bottom. There is an extended McDonald's scene in that movie. Oh, Song and yes. Dance. Song and Dance. It's amazing. And it's yeah. just, and it's clearly McDonald's kicked in some cash. Yeah. You know, but it's just, it's hilariously, that again, there's intent to make entertainment that goes awry and that's where you guys come in. Well, Munchie is like uh, <laughs> Mac and me without the warmth. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what greater, yeah. what greater act, uh, you know, uh, a claim can you have if you're if you're that without the warmth? Yeah. That's amazing. Do you are are you surprised when you find out about a movie you've never heard of before, uh, or th- does that still happen, or have you guys pretty much? Well- well, become aware the of world, after MST, the world kind of turned a corner where people wanted to do it all. Like they realized we're in a kind of crap production. Let's be funny about it. So we're going to have both, right? We're right. going to be in a bad movie, and we're going to make fun of it too. So we don't really play with those movies. We tend like that's not I, your, that's like not Steve your was saying. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. more like have to be very deliberate trying to elicit a real response from an audience. I'll say know? this as well, Joel, is that the the um. There were a lot of pretenders to what you guys were doing, and and well, no one did it as done it. This the same way there. It was clever people out there, but you were first to the dance. You oh, know, thanks a lot. And, yeah, and so, sure. it, and it, it still holds. And you know what? It's also backed by a genuine love. You guys just love it. It's true. Yeah. Man, yeah. these movies yeah. are adorable. We love them, and yeah, I mean, it, it's fun to watch bad movies. Everybody knows it. Yeah, like you were describing. Yes, yeah, so. and there there are a couple times when we're looking for movies where, like, I'm thinking, like, we did a movie last season called. Um, Santo and the Treasure of Dracula. Yes. And I know there's all these Santo movies and everything. But there's like, a lot of them. There's Yeah, there's yeah. so many. I'm not familiar with Santo. And, uh, just just no, Santo. Okay. Yeah. Mexican Santo. wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do they call that? What do they call Lucha that? Libra. Yes, yeah. 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 But he's, um, he's basically a superhero in this series. In this one, he's kind of a scientist. Yeah. Which is really weird. And like, I, like, again, I knew there were all these movies about him, but we found this one because it had just recently been dubbed. And when I found it, I was like, where was this hiding? Like, this it's is pretty amazing. For us. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a time machine in there. And, yep. and, and Dracula. Dracula. By the yeah. way, sometimes <laughs> things like the, the Mexican, uh, uh, the Spanish version of Dracula, Todd Browning's Dracula, yeah. was done at the same time, is actually better it is than the Bela Lugosi version. So a lot of times the, 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 uh, the company would own a studio down in Mexico or another mm-hmm. country, and they would produce 
a instead of dubbing, they would produce the movie in that language. And so there are these gems floating around. The Spanish, are... They say the Spanish version of Dracula is superior yeah. and also is shot at night. So that yeah. had another mm. angle to it. Right. Yeah. Thank God That's for true. you guys in YouTube because I will randomly think about Because when I was a kid, um, you know, movies, bad movies would be on late at night. Yes. And you just stay up and you, you just watch them. You, you have very limited choice. Mm-hmm. And I will, one of these will randomly pop in my head. And I have to go back over to YouTube and go... Is that the way I remembered it? Is that really? And so there was a movie that popped in my head randomly the other day, which was called Wild in the Streets. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's oh, a great oh movie. Yeah. We're taking out everybody over fourteen. Yes. Right? And, and yeah. if you were over fourteen, you had to go to like a concentration <laughs> camp where they give you LSD. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. here's what happens. Here's what happens. It's they're the teenagers. Yes. But then the teenagers become like the the adults were, and then they have like eleven, twelve year old kids looking at it going, "Yep." At the uh, end, we got to take these bastards yeah. out. What was it called? <laughs> Wild, Wild in the, the Streets. streets. Oh. It's and it's brilliant. a rock star who runs for president, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he wants everybody under like 14 or 15 to be uh, in charge. And then the older people had to and, go. And it's a rock band, and, and Richard Pryor's the bass player. He's yeah. a drummer. Oh, he's, he's the drummer? The drummer? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so it's that. like, and he's the. Uh, He's the head of state or something. Yeah, like yes. Everyone gets a really important role. <laughs> it, there it, he is right yeah, there. Yeah, Keith's off and never trust anyone over 30. And, and they, uh, and they, uh, oh my God. Uh, yeah, I love that movie. It, Hal Holbrook's in it. And, yes. Uh, Shelley Winters. I saw, yes. I saw it when I was a kid and I found it chilling. I thought, <laughs> we all have to take acid. I'm not ready. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't what would even mother smoke. say. <laughs> what would mothers say? Oh, my That's goodness. Funny. Yeah. No, there's just so much material, and it's just a blast. And there's there's a genuine rush to being around this environment. So again, you guys are going to have a great. Oh, thanks you guys for having us. Congrats on your 25th. Thank you. Anniversary, amazing. And it was so fun to see George Wallace. I did stand up with him 35 years ago, back in the day. Just the nicest guy. A wonderful. He's Yeah. yeah. But thank you for creating this this wonderful thing, Mystery Science Theater. So oh, can great, I, Joel. Can I, I say it. hi to my girlfriend? She's a big fan. Yes. Of Absolutely. Hi, Debbie. Hey, hi, Debbie. <laughs> we love you, Debs. <laughs> can I say hi to my dog? <laughs> yes, oh, please. Sure. Hi, Allie. I'll let you, you out just soon. just degraded the whole thing. The dog does not listen to the radio. No. You don't know that. The dog is watching C-SPAN. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Get tickets to Blob Fest and obviously the event that these guys are hosting, which is on Sunday, uh, July 16th, they're, they're, they're wrapping up the uh, the Blobfest uh, tickets at thecolonialtheater.com. Is there an official website for Mr. Science Theater? Oh, yeah, mst3k.com. You get all your info there. By the way, this, this is the first time I'm, I think I can actually go. It's always, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll we'll we'll put you, you on the guest list, fellas. Anything yeah. you want. Yeah. And, if awesome. you, and if you want to see more of the new season, uh, go to Gizmoplex. Right. Gizmoplex. Done and done. Thank you, Joel Hodgson. Right, Matt guys. McGinnis, Thank Mr. Science Theater. 3,000. We are going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. Stay put, please. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter at me swooping and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. About five minutes or so, Ice Cube is going to be joining us. Um, And he's got a gig, actually, coming up at Ovation Hall on the 7th in Atlantic City. Uh, So we'll chat with him in just a few. Uh, But we have some other things to do between now and then. It might be actually a little bit earlier. So we can do, like, these first few things, and then it might be right after that. All right, perfect. We're going to do a lesson question, and we're going to give away tickets to the Pocono 400 NASCAR Cup Series race, which is going to be Sunday, July 23rd, Pocono Raceway. Question we will ask this morning is this. In the E Street Band, Danny Federici was known as the Phantom. What was Gary Talent's nickname? <laughs> Not really. It's what we said it was. 215-263-WMMR. Okay? In the E Street Band, Danny Federici was known as the Phantom. What was Gary Talent's nickname according to us? 215-263-WMMR. While you call, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. The... the uh, Trash brought to you by Helium Comedy Club, bringing the laughs to Philly for many years. Helium Comedy is the best comics of today and tomorrow, live every week. Tickets and lineup at heliumcomedy.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Dan Benson, who played Zeke Beekerman on Wizards of Waverly Place, is now starring in adult films. Benson says porn acting is much more difficult because you have to make people believe that 26-year-old with a face tattoo is your stepmother. Friend! Lacey Chabert and Scott Wolf, who played siblings on Party of Five, will star as a romantic couple in the new Hallmark Channel Christmas movie. The title for the certain-to-be holiday classic is I Saw Daddy Having Penetrative Sex, excuse me, hard word to say, with his sister under the mistletoe. Oh, my God. And finally, Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran Revealing she's made half a billion dollars off of sales of the original Comfy, which is like a Snuggie. Yeah. Corcoran says they were able to keep production costs low by whipping the children. Oh, so hey! That's your Hollywood I, She right. is like, she just has so much she's damn got, money. I watch her and I'm like, I, I need to be your friend. Or She's got the Midas touch. Who yeah. was it again? Barbara Corcoran from the um, Shark Tank. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, she's uh, she's definitely she's got, got it. Got going on. All right, so lesson question. Let's see if we can get a winner. Uh, while, uh, no. What? In the E Street Band, I almost asked the other question. In the E Street Band, Danny Federici was known as the Phantom. What was Gary Talent's nickname? And we're going to go to Dan, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Dan, good morning. Morning, it. Good morning, good morning to see you, sir. All right, so in uh, the E Street Band, what was Gary Talent's nickname? Warchild. Warchild. Absolutely correct. Back off, Warchild, seriously. All right, hang on, Dan. 
We're going to say, yeah, bud, you got tickets to the Pocono 400 NASCAR Cup Series race on Sunday, July 23rd at Pocono Raceway. Uh, NASCAR weekend at Pocono Raceway is July 21st through the 22nd. And uh, I'm sorry, the 23rd. And tickets at Pocono Raceway.com, by the way. Are we good? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. So, um, like, any minute now, like, don't start music news yet. Any minute now? Any minute now. We can play this if you wanted to. We were going to talk about that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we just had the guys from uh, Mystery Science Theater, and uh, Joel and Matt. Yes. Uh, and Joel created it. Always fun to see and them. a while back, they did a, uh, a mention of uh, our show and I should have played it while we were doing the interview. I know. And uh, they had said something about it when we were off air, so I'm going to play this now. This was it. I'd hope you'd be nicer. Shut up that jazz combo. I'm nervous enough as it is. The overheating is melting. <laughs> Pressure, buddy. Fries are up. Quick, India suit. Oh, damn. I thought we were taking the suits off. <laughs> Isn't that the new Preston and Steve catchphrase? Danger, explosive door bolts. <laughs> 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 Which like is that. an honor <laughs> to have that awesome. happen. So yeah. that was uh, very, very cool. And they were really, really nice guys, man. I love that. And that's that's a cool event. I have yet to go to Blobfest. I've never been able to make it. I'm, I, I can do it this year. You thinking year. about doing it? Yeah. I need to see if my schedule will allow it. We do have some things uh, planned with the family. But, I mean, it's a... Is it is it all weekend? Is it just yeah, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, or uh, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? And um, make sure you arrange for parking ahead of time. Oh, really? <laughs> well, Phoenixville on a Friday in the summer is always challenging. Um, but uh, if you can like get a ride from Spring City and work your way over or something like that, that's it's a cool way to, to go. But it's it's awesome. The whole Bridge Street shuts down, and it's it's really fun. Nice. That's one thing they got to get on top of is that is that parking situation. Yes. yes. Hey, I wanted to mention this is another event you want to be a part of, and it is the uh, the Presidency Belly Flop Championship. We announced it uh, day before yesterday. Yes. It is the return, and we now have your chance to enter as a potential contestant in this, and we're only going to have so many spaces available. Uh, but we are going back to the place where we've always done it, and it's at the Valley Beach at Valley Forge Casino Resort. I mean, it's like a, it's like a beach. They've got sand out there and the pool. And they, they pull out all the stops. Cabanas and yeah. the whole routine and bars and everything you're looking for. So it's going to be Thursday, August 3rd from 6 to 8 p.m. at Valley Beach at Valley Forge Casino Resort. If you would like to compete... Uh, you just go to PrestonandSteve.com, and you can learn how to enter that way. And you need a photo and some information about yourself, your your nickname, your theme, whatever it may be. Uh, Walk-up music. We have, we've had everything from, from cowboys uh, to Chewbacca's. To rabbis. Uh, yes, yeah. obviously the, the Hebrew hammer. Hebrew hammer. We've had uh, wrestlers, uh, you know, whatever, something creative. Uh, and by the way, if you're just simply a fantastic belly flopper, yeah. and you think you can bring that, then do that. Yeah. Maybe you work for PennDOT. Maybe you're one of the uh, the people that saved us by building ah, the bridge. Yes. You could do a theme like that. Absolutely. Something that's, that's current and topical uh, as well, even though it's not going to be till August. So the deadline to enter is Sunday, July 23rd, by the way. And uh, it's a $500 cash prize, but we're going to add more to that uh, for first place. So there's going to be like a package that comes with it. But the, the money is 500 bucks, and then uh, we'll have cash prizes for second and third. It is a 21 and over event, uh, but it's early, too. Like I said, 6 to 8 p.m. It's not a crazy late night thing on a Thursday night. It's and a lot of fun. It's uh, sponsored by Valley Forge Casino Resort. So we want you to uh, to get on board, be a part of that, and uh, we'll work on getting some fun judges together. Celebrity and judges? I hope so. I think it'd be nice if we could pull that off. So You yeah. guys, remember when you guys flopped a few years ago? Yeah. I will never do that again. Well, why not? Because it... <laughs> Listen, it it's not smacking of the stomach. 
actually hurts my back, and I think I had a headache after I did it. Dude, you hit hard. You know what I did? I don't want to do that and it anymore. Wasn't, I, th- I, I thought you guys both said like it was not a good idea in like full clothing. Like, well, yeah, you know, that too. I was soaking wet in my clothes. Going home, yeah. I, I left my uh, Apple Watch on. Oh, I forgot I had oh. it. Yeah. But yeah. resistant, right? Not, not at that time. <laughs> not at that time it wasn't. But uh, no, I ain't doing that again. You do it. Fine. <laughs> All right. I got to practice. I don't think I've ever uh, intentionally belly flopped. You know, we'll throw her so she gets a little more distance. From- <laughs> it's not fun. I, I hate belly flops. I never did that as a joke thing like Casey might do that yeah. or yeah. something. But I've never, ever done that on purpose because <laughs> it just hurts too damn much. Uh, our guest is ready to go. Our guest is going to be in AC performing nice. at Ovation Hall at Ocean uh, in Ocean's Casino. So this is on July 7th. It's coming up. Tickets are available at theoceanac.com. You know his music. You know his movies. And we are happy to welcome Ice-T. Ice-T. Oh, Ice-T. Ice-T. What? Oh, my what? God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Dude, I am so sorry I just oh did God. that. <laughs> I am so sorry I just did that. One day before vacation. <laughs> like 20 minutes before vacation. I know. Do it again. Cube. Ice yeah. Cube. <laughs> welcome, man. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for coming on. I was, you know, going through the uh, the movies and and everything that you've done, and uh, you you are a guy who stays busy all the time. Do you you like it that way? Do you like having stuff on your schedule? I do because you know it's, I'm a creative guy. You know that's what I really love about the whole business is being able to create cool stuff that people dig, um, and so. You know, I, I love to stay busy, you know. When I'm on vacation, you know, after about seven, eight days, I'm like, you know, let, let's get back to it. Yeah, so. I, I hear you. You start to get antsy. It's hard to force yourself, though. And I, I think, what do you what do you do to sort of clear your mental plate because you've got so many things going on? Because uh, you, you need to do that. You need to take a real rest. What What do you turn to when you need to just get away? Uh, you know, really just, um, you know, just kind of relaxing, you know, nothing special. Yeah. I can turn it off. You know, it's not really something that um, I don't feel like I'm a workaholic. You know, my other people may feel like <laughs> I am, but I, I feel like, you know, I got enough time off and uh, it's time to get back to work. My brain is going. So, you know, I don't want to turn it off. You know, it's so, it, it's wild to see you over over your career because you, you know, obviously, you, you you came at us through the the music, and then moving on to um, producing and writing movies, and you know, uh, with the uh, well, you just you just did one recently. You're you're in the new uh, Ninja Turtles uh, yeah. film animation that Seth Rogen directed. Um, how did mm-hmm. that come about? Oh, uh, you know, Seth called me, and he was. He was laughing before, you know, he always giggles, you know. <laughs> Calling me and he's like, Cube, I got I got something for you. I'm doing the I'm doing the new Ninja Turtle movie and uh I want you to play a character. I'm like, okay. And he's like, super fly. And I'm like, cool, you know, big hat, Cadillac, let's do it. And uh he was like, nah, let me send you the drawing. And it's like a big giant, you know seven foot fly and um and so i asked him i said fly are flies that ugly he's like yeah they're pretty ugly and i was like okay and then he was like yo let's do it um if are you down i said come on man teenage mutant ninja turtles 
Like, I would be the stupidest dude in the world to turn this down. Yeah. So it was easy. It's cool that something like that started so casual, like with just a phone call. Because I, I think of, you know, meetings and agents and people getting in touch with each other. But is it sometimes, is it something that will attract you to a role or a project because somebody picked up the phone and had a conversation with you that way about it? Most of the time, that's how these things come together. Hmm. Um, you know, studios have their ideas of who they want to put in the movie. Directors have their ideas. But sometimes until you get a call, like 21 Jump Street, I ran into Jonah Hill. We were at some kind of uh, event. Quint- they, was, they was honoring Quentin Tarantino. And... Uh, it was boring, and then so we, I walked in the lobby, and and Jonah Hill came out there, and he started rapping. It was a good day, like the whole damn song. And I'm wow. like, "What's up? What's up, Jonah? This is our first time meeting." He's like, "Man, I wrote something that's cool. I want to send it to you, man. I think you'd be perfect for Captain Dixon." And uh, that's how that came together. Uh, it's by the way, those movies are hilarious, and you are extraordinarily funny in uh, Twenty Two Jump Street. You have a scene where Thanks. you have a mental breakdown at a buffet <laughs> once you find out that <laughs> Jonah Hill is banging your daughter. <laughs> it's so yeah. effing funny. Do they just? It like, was easy. Yeah, it was easy to come up with that. All I had to do was think of it for real. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And, and so th- that was easy to, to. I was gonna tear up a few more things up in there you know, until they said cut. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's hey, great. I wanted to ask about your son O'Shea because we had him in here a Ugh. couple of years ago. Real nice kid, man. He was really cool, and he um, he and I squared off on a Game of Thrones uh, trivia trivia battle, <laughs> and he just beat me. Yeah. I was pretty good, but he was solid. Uh, but how's he doing, and what's going on in his career? He's doing great. Um, he's in Spain right now working on Den of Thieves 2 oh. um, with, yeah, Gerard Butler. Uh, so he's, you know, he's, man, he's living his best life right now. Um, Send me pictures. I'm like, man, you li- you, you're doing better than me right now because you're on a nice island. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. Beautiful. And he's shooting, you know, a sequel to a movie that people really dig. So... I think, you know, he's having fun. Was there ever a point where you, like, you thought, I mean, you had to cut your teeth in entertainment? You know how, you know, the pitfalls and, and how it can be really, you know, caustic. Was there ever a point where you tried to dissuade him from getting into the entertainment business? No, actually, it's all my fault because <laughs> um, when, when I heard we was doing Straight out of Compton, um, I kept looking at him. You know, he would go on he would go on tour with me all the time, jump on stage, grab the mic, you know, he would do some of my songs. And um I just was looking at him, I said, Look, the movie's gonna come together, it look like it's gonna happen. I want you to play me. Mm. And lightning quick, nonchalantly, he was like, Okay. <laughs> And I didn't really dig that response because it was just too easy. <laughs> so I, I ran him through the ringer, you know what I mean? Like a coach's kid. Yeah. Ha- having him uh, study in L.A., study in New York. Uh, and he stuck with it and made a career for himself. So it's a beautiful thing. That's great. And his range, Cocaine Bear, he is hilarious and serious. <laughs> and it's just that movie is I, I'm so glad it's in my life. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, uh, everybody need a little cocaine bear in their life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he he uh he got that movie um by just calling the director uh Elizabeth Elizabeth uh, Banks. Banks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he caught caught her up. I think he 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 heard that she was doing the movie and he he tweeted like uh, cocaine bear, I'm here for that <laughs> in, in seconds. You know, I'm here for that and seconds and something like that. That tweet got her to call him mm. and then she put him in the movie. So to, wow. to the point about not it being about meetings and, and uh, all this stuff, that that just happened through social media. Uh, I wanted to ask you, so uh, Ovation Hall, uh, Ocean's Casino, July 7th, uh, what can people expect? Yeah. What's the show going to be like? 30 years of hits. Yeah. You know, 30 years of my career, you know, from NWA, uh, you know, early solo stuff, um, you know, so we're going we gonna to have fun. You know, I think, you know, if you've never seen me perform, um, you know, I, I, I give you what hip hop, you know, the essence, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, I'm not rapping over the, the, the record. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, doing no funny stuff that happens nowadays. <laughs> you know, I grip, I grip and I rip. And so that's what we're doing. We're going to have fun and uh, come through. You know, I expect everybody in the house to have a good time. That's got to be a blast. Uh, you know, it's it's also for people who sometimes people will kind of turn their back on what got them to the dance and they kind of become, oh, I don't want to do that. The fact that you're embracing it, getting it, getting out there, um, you know, it, it's got to be cool for you because that's 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 the initially the way you expressed yourself. Yeah, you know when I when I first started rapping and and got into hip hop, it was a it was a hobby for me. It was a it was a way to to get things off my chest. Uh, I never knew I was gonna make money at it, you know, especially being from the West Coast. Uh, in them early days, it was an East Coast dominated sport, so to speak. So um, then, boom, you know, it happened with with uh, EZE, NWA, and uh, and it's still fun for me to get on the mic and and <laughs> perform like it was when I was, you know, battle rapping people on the senior <laughs> quad. You know what I'm saying? It's still it's still a hobby for me, and it's still fun, That's even great. though uh, I've made a career out of it. Wow. Cube, I stumbled down a YouTube hole uh, uh, a few days ago, and it was I ended up on the series where you and Kevin Hart and Conan O'Brien were driving <laughs> around in L.A., and there's the one where yeah. you're, you're hanging out with a student driver, and I had for, I'd seen it when, it when it first aired, but I'd forgotten that... The three of you guys and the student driver ended up in dispensary, and it was it's it's comedy gold. And and you and Conan and Kevin, it's so funny to watch you guys make each other laugh. Are you still buddies with Conan and Kevin? Do you still hang out from time to time? Oh yeah, you know those dudes right there. You know they uh they just great guys. And you know going back to that skit, it was uh we had done a movie called Ride Along. Yeah, and. And it was like, we got to do Conan O'Brien, and it was a Saturday. And I'm like, what the hell? He don't, he don't shoot on Saturday. What, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, we're going to go. We're going to just jump in a car. We're, it's like a, uh, it was a Lyft or some kind of yeah. car like that, Uber, whatever. They, 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 we're going to put cameras in, and we're going to just ride around and talk. I said, damn, Conan, y'all cheap. Like, this is some bull. Like, come on, man. This is all y'all thought of? Like, you have me and Kevin Hart out here, and we just going to ride around. Okay. Comedy gold, I guess. So I was, I was really, like, 
I didn't know what was going to happen when we got in the car. And then it became the most hilarious thing that we had done to promote the movie. So, you know, you just never know where the comedy's going to come yeah. from when you get these you're, personalities. You're together. good in that element. I'll never forget the interview you did with Jiminy Glick where he kept thinking you were vanilla ice. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and your reaction is priceless. You're, you're good. You've got a good comedy instinct. Thank you, man. Yeah. You know, um, growing up, you know, we we laughed a lot in the hood, as you can see when we did Friday. Yeah. Friday was a movie where we tried to show, you know, the fun that we had, you know, amongst all the chaos. And so um, all my friends are funny. Like, the people I gravitated towards when I was younger, you know, a lot of them are hilarious. So... You know, being with them, you got to stay on your toes or you'll get roasted real quick. <laughs> so you just got to, you know, I, I developed an instinct. Thank yeah. you. You know, there's a, a lot of uh, movies, classic movies, the uh, the cast will get back together and, and, and speak uh, in a group and like a panel at a theater or something like that. Uh, has that ever happened with Boys in the Hood? Because that was, that was one of those life-changing movies for me. The first time I saw that, it opened up that world of South Central and so on and I, that I was not privy to. And I was like, it was powerful. It was so powerful. Have you guys gotten back together as a group and done any kind of Q&A or anything like that? Yeah, you know, it was great because we was able to do it while John Singleton was still alive. Yeah. Um, the, the Academy of Motion Pictures had a, a tribute to him and all his films. And um, everybody who ever was discovered by John because I was discovered like mm. I wasn't trying to be an actor mm. I you know when he came to me I didn't know what he was talking about I thought you had to go to Julia art or something like yeah. that to become an actor so he uh he he look he he discovered me you know he discovered uh Buster Rhyme Tyrese Tupac you know we were all musicians that he put in movies and um and so we were all there, and uh, of course, you know, uh, not Pac, but, but we were all there, and we were all embracing him, and we got a chance to give him his flowers before he passed away. So yeah. we, it, we was actually, a, it was a great night. We actually had John in the studio for yeah. an interview, and he was the nicest guy. And when we broke after the interview, they were talking about stuff that would never make it on air. But he was yeah. he was so funny. Well, I remember so I, asked, yeah. I asked him about when he uh, the, the scene where um, the drive by happens and everybody's outside and that he had pulled one over on the cast and had somebody firing off blanks and they didn't know yeah. the cameras were rolling. Oh uh, no! Nah, you know he the whole night he's saying <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the the, the drive by part. It wasn't really a drive-by. It was a guy just just yeah. kind of showing off with a gun. We're going to do this part. You're going to hear bang, 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 bang. Everybody run. Mm -hmm. He said this over and over and over. And I'm like, John, shut up. <laughs> okay. We're gonna, once we hear somebody yell bang, bang, bang over the, you know, megaphone, we'll, we'll react. Yeah. Never, never knew he was going to have a guy out there with a real AK <laughs> and blanks. So when we're like, they're filming, we're at our most relaxed. Yeah. And <laughs> you hear it. I mean, it's already a bunch of gangsters out there watching us film. Yeah. So we didn't know yeah. if it really went <laughs> south. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like this is the first time we film in a movie like this on Crenshaw. 
It's, it's real rolling 60s around. It's everybody, you know, the real was in the audience with the movie cast. So <laughs> we didn't know if it went bad for real. And, and our reactions are priceless. Legit. Yes, you know? legit. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. Straight legit. Yeah. I almost yeah. hit a dude. If you watch, I almost hit a guy <laughs> with that with that sixth tray. You know what I mean? I almost <laughs> ran. He fell in the street. He almost got it. Yeah. I got to go back watch it. Yeah. with that story in mind. Wow, man. Uh, well, listen, uh, you know, we love uh, love the fact that you spent some time to, to come on and talk to us this morning. And like you said, 30 years of hits coming up at Ovation Hall is yeah. going to be on July 7th. Uh, tickets available at theoceanac.com. And we'll keep an eye out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Mutant Mayhem. And then I saw a bunch of other things, uh, War of the Worlds and uh, Life Form, Accidents and Humbug. These are just names that yeah. I'm reading on a sheet. I'm sure we'll find out more about yeah. it. But those are, or these are all projects coming up <laughs> that Ice Cube is involved yeah. in. You're a busy man, so we appreciate the time, Cube. Thank you so much. Have a great no uh, holiday and everything, all right? No problem. Appreciate you guys. And everybody, check out the Big Three this Saturday on CBS, 1 o'clock Eastern. All, all right. right. Done and done. All right, thank you. Ice Cube, everybody. Take care, man. We'll see you. He is a uh, he's a renaissance man. Yeah. Guy keeps his hands in a whole bunch of stuff you know, going like, on. The Friday in barbershop, and I mean, you uh, know. He was one of the scriptwriters. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that, that's, and and he's a mogul. He's a legitimate mogul with the the productions. Barbershop's a funny ass movie it's, too. It's, man. Really, it's a it's a, also a heartwarming movie. Yes, agreed. All right. Well, with that, we haven't even done music news. What yet. the hell? What the hell? All right, here we go. And now, Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three WMMR. And I'm just going to glance over the fact that I called him Ice-T at the beginning oh, of the game. Nobody, nobody even remembers. Oh he was so cool about it. Yeah. yeah. I th- he, he must get it a lot. Well, he does. And I, this Jiminy Glick um, interview, uh, you know, Martin Short playing this this obsequious sort of uh, interviewer, uh, he, he, he keeps calling him, So where did you get vanilla ice? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a couple things. Uh, Fallout Boy has released a remake of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire updated to cover newsworthy items oh, from 1982 <laughs> to 2023. It's a great idea. Yeah. Why not? I listened to a little bit of it, and uh, I had Marissa grab it. Do you guys want to hear sure. some of the stuff? And it's probably going to, you're not going to catch all the references just because audio-wise, I don't know if you can. Like, even in We Didn't Start the Fire, you got to kind of go back a few times and go, what does he say yeah. there? So, but uh, let me play a little bit of this for you. And uh, obviously it starts in 89 and works it all the way up, so I don't know how current, what the most current references are. Here we go. Junior Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're in Afghanistan. Cubs go all the way again. Obama's field 
Balloon Boy? Yeah, you remember Balloon Boy? I remember Balloon Boy. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay, well, I'll, we'll go through it on your own. John Samos. Oh, oh, John, John Samos has got to be in there. Has got to be in there. So I'm... Tiger King is mentioned. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right, so anyhow, um, they are currently on their So Much for Tour Dust headline uh, tour, which is uh, making stops in Chicago, Dallas, Texas, Phoenix. I don't know about here. I Phoenix. heard some interesting news. All right. Convey. That's all I'm going to say. Can't. About this band? Yes. Okay. All right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. No, they're actually coming out with Woman A's, Preston. Woman. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Instead of man A's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woman A's. We have some audio with this, I think, Marissa. Paul McCartney. All right. So uh, he was on with Conan O'Brien on his podcast and uh, talking about, um, let's see here. Springsteen well, yeah, he set a precedent as far as playing live. Yes. Uh, and he was saying these pretty much, uh, you, you need a main act. and uh, uh, There's a main act and it might be a warm-up act, but he goes into detail about the length of shows being played. Here we go. Now, you know, uh People will do three, four hours. I blame Bruce Springsteen. I've told him so. I said, it's your fault. You can't now, you can't now do an hour. We used to do a half hour. That was like the Beatles thing. Half an hour. And we got paid for it. Yeah. And he explains, though, in the next clip, why that was a half hour. All right. You were on package bills. It was a lot of people on the bill. Yeah. So we thought, well, half an hour, that's like epic, you know. So, But that was it. You know, a big Beatles show, we were on and off like that. Yeah. A but lot he, of that eight days a week special, Preston, that, that uh, Ron, Ron Howard did. It's excellent. It covers their, their touring days. Yes. It's and, fantastic. And you learn things like when they f- played that famous uh, Shea Stadium concert, that was only, that was played over the stadium yep. PA system. Yep, there did. was no additional sound equipment. Yeah. Nobody heard anything. No, they couldn't even hear. They anything, couldn't hear. Really, but uh, but Paul is furious at Bruce Springsteen because <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Who plays that long? You son of a bitch! Are you out of your mind, you stupid bastard? <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. What you do? You go to hell. Oh. <laughs> uh. Just love it when that side of Paul comes. Me fish and chips are getting cold backstage. <laughs> so, um, all right, uh, two more local things to pass along: uh, AJ Madia and David Razor, uh, executors of the estate of Jerry Blavitt, said that the iconic Shore Club memories will open twice this weekend. In memory of the Geeter. Oh. He got his uh, his street uh, yesterday. Yes. Uh, yeah, which was very cool to see that. So on July 1st at 7 p.m., the club will host friends and family who purchase tickets for the evening. The event is all but sold out. The club holds about 700 people. Then on the 3rd, what would have been Jerry's 83rd birthday, uh, memories will open to the public at 3 p.m. for what's being billed as a last dance in memory of the Geeter. That's touching. That's good. At 5 p.m., the city of Margate will be installing a sidewalk plaque in honor of him. Uh, Margate Mayor Michael Collins will be on hand to do the honors at the corner of North Madison and Amherst Avenues. And then 10 DJs who worked with Blavitt will perform over the weekend. Uh, the club has been closed and for sale since he died. Uh, and it sent fans in Philadelphia, New Jersey, and elsewhere into a deep but spirited morning. Uh, Blavitt has been 
excuse me, an institution for decades, reaching back to people's first sweaty dances and last <laughs> tearful ones as well. So cool. it's a lovely tribute that they're going to be doing. And then the final thing, uh, our buddy uh, Kyle Mack, his band, FM Band, is playing this weekend. Ah, yep. we're, we're they're, at. They're going to be playing uh, Parks Casino tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Cool. So you can go see them. I assume it's in the 360 Lounge. I'm not sure. Yeah. And then Saturday, Keenan's Irish Pub in North Wildwood, 8 p.m. That's where I saw them last. They play outside. It's fantastic. And you can't help but move. And they get the crowd dancing, man. So make sure you go check out Kyle. And then, yes, Marissa, you are correct. I need to mention this. It's MMR's Fill in the Fourth Weekend. Four days featuring four song blocks. We pick the first three, you pick the fourth one. And our Weekend Warriors are going to look for your phone calls each hour to choose the final song. And you'll be able to do that uh, starting this weekend. So get to it. May I mention something quickly? There is a new documentary called, it's called What the Hell Happened to Blood, Sweat, and Tears. It's about the band. Oh, yeah. And it is, I know you're a big Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yes. Huge fan. Uh, and it is uh, debuting Saturday, uh, July 8th at 5 p.m. at the Living Room and Cricket Cafe, which is awesome, over there in uh, Ardmore. And they're going to have original uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears member Steve Katz oh. after the screening to talk about the band. And they're going to reminisce. And uh, But this documentary is supposed to be amazing about Blood, Sweat, and Tears. So, Excellent. Uh, and and uh, it's on my social media if you want to. We'll put it up on, maybe get it up on the website as well. So Nice. All right. Uh, as we take a break, let's get away some booze. I got uh, the Mary Can Bloody Marys uh, to give away, and we'll take caller number 20. You have to be 21 to win, though. 215-263-WMMR. You can try Mary Can, Bloody Mary in a can. It's perfect for parties. Brunches, the beach, golfing, tailgating. You get the idea. And you won't believe that incredible, fresh-tasting Bloody Mary came in a can. So we'll set you up with that 24-pack. Call now. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up the program and give away, even though it's Thursday, our Word of the Week prize. Stay with us. At MMR, we thought, what better way to celebrate this country's 247th birthday in America's birthplace than with a big old block party? MMR's fill-in-the-fourth block party weekend is four big days filled with big four-song blocks. We'll roll three from one of your favorite MM artists, and you call in with the perfect song to fill in the fourth. Now that there's some good old-fashioned American ingenuity. MMR's Fill in the Fourth Block Party Weekend. Just like the founders intended. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks America. What a day today was. Um, Jam! We had a, a full boat... Lots of guests on the program, and each and every one of them was fantastic. Usually, get that many uh, interviews. You have one that might be kind of suck, whatever. But they were great. <laughs> Derek Pitts, yeah, chief astronomer, director of the Fells Planetarium at Franklin Institute, and the new space exhibit is opening this fall called Disney One Hundred. The exhibition, oh, I'm sorry, Disney One Hundred. The exhibition is running now, so they got tons of stuff. Fi.edu for the information. And he was a big fan of. Derek Pitts was a big fan of George Wallace, yeah. who was here, is actually going to see him at Helium Comedy Club Friday night. And uh, George is doing Friday and Saturday shows at 7 and 9.30. And then we had the fellows of Mystery Science Theater 3000, Bill Hodgson, who created it, and Matt McGinnis as well. And they are doing an event at the Colonial Theater on Blobfest. It's going to be on July 16th. Tickets available at thecolonialtheater.com. And then finally, Ice Cube was yes. on with us. I said, I see. Um, and he was great. He, he, he didn't mind that I no. messed up the name, but he he's excellent. Uh, Ovation Hall, by the way, at Ocean's Casino. 
Uh, he's performing, doing music his entire career from his entire career. Uh, July seventh, uh, tickets available uh, at the Ocean. AC.com, so you can get those. And then he's got the big three, three-on-three basketball league. Sixth season kicks off next month, and he wanted us to mention that as well. Jackie Bam Bam is here. Hey, man. Do I call it a no sad bro day for you guys? It's no I sad bro, yeah. I think so. It's okay. been we, we haven't really uh, lingered on the no sad bro thing because that's traditionally on Friday. But, yes, we are off tomorrow, and that's why we're going to give away our Word of the Week prize Today and you, you, sir. Sorry about that. You, sir, get to help us do that. You ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter and the Preston and Steve shows brought to you today by the letter. The letter K is in. Did you get a Romano kiss? Yeah. All right. We'll take caller number seven at 215-263-WMMR. and if you know the word, then you win the prize. So we are going to be. Looking for you to call very shortly. Have you been enjoying your week doing middays? I have. I feel like I woke up in Los Angeles today. It's foggy. It's sunny. I'm like, where am I? And Casey Boy called me from Arizona. I'm like, I'm on my way. Yeah, he made it, and he's out there with his cousin. And uh, yeah, things are good. It's gonna oh, that, be a great weekend. Excellent. So, what are you? What's happening on today's show? Uh, Workforce Blocks, Breaking Benjamin. We're celebrating an anniversary of their sophomore album and uh, Prespo. Yeah. Rocking with Dawkins. Yes. <laughs> Don Dawkins. Don birthday. and the boys. And I'll put a bonus in there. One from my secret stash of Halloween tunage. And also uh, Deep Purple Press. Great drummer. Ian Pace. Oh, Ian Pace. Yeah. Just little these... John Lennon glasses. Yep. Yep. Great so. drummer. Not only, uh, uh, but he was in um, the James Gang as well. He played with them too. At one okay. point, yeah, he did a turn in that. Yeah. Okay. And he Great always drummer. played Pearl drums, and I think he's still endorsed by Pearl. Okay. He always went to white Pearl drums. Yep. So uh, we'll do that. And we have Chili Peppers tickets in the prize coffin. Love it. All right. We're going to see if we can get a winner. We are looking for our caller, and it happens to be Tim, who is on the line. Hey, Tim. Morning, Hi, Tim. Grandma. Hey, but. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. Ah. All right, Grandma, I want you to give me a word, and what word is that, please, sir? That would be dark. Uh, dark. Yabba-dabba-doo! You got it, bud. All right, Tim, we're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Moulin Rouge, the musical Friday, July 7th, the Academy of Music, and we're going to give you a hotel stay that night at the Bellevue Hotel in Center City, nice. buddy, all right? Yep, me and my wife, thank you. All right, thank you, buddy. Hang Hi, on. Grandma. We'll get your information. Tell Grandma she can come, too. And don't forget that Moulin Rouge Musical is a winner of 10 Tony Awards, including Best Musical. It's a theatrical combination of truth, beauty, freedom, and above all, love. Uh, July 5th through the 23rd at the Academy of Music. Tickets and information at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. I will thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. We are going to be off for a few days. So we have nothing to tease for next week other than some of your favorite segments throughout the years that yes. will get played. And uh, enjoy, friend. We want you to have a great, safe holiday weekend. And uh, just um, be cool. Enjoy. Yeah. Have a good time. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Bye-bye. We'll see you later, gang. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. 
If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp.